Good evening and welcome to Free Talk Live. This is the Sunday edition, co-hosts. Uh, this is your host, Dale. And Stephanie. Ian and Mark are off tonight. We've got uh, some really great stories to talk about tonight. And we're going to continue some, some conversation that had, was started before on Friday night. Yeah, the epic there's an extended free talk live. <laughs> an hour and a half extra. If you happen to notice. By the notice, way, that was awesome, Dale. If you happen to know, we've already got a call. <laughs> if you oh, happen wow. to notice uh, that, that uh, the archive was an hour and a half longer than normal, that's why. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I missed the extended editions. Let's go ahead and, uh, this <laughs> yeah. is a bit sudden, but let's go ahead and take our call as long as we've got one right here. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. You are on the air. Hello, you're on the air. Going oh, once. Hi there, guys. How's hi. Good. How, what's up? Hey, uh, you know how all them cops tend to shoot dogs a lot? Yes. <laughs> it's a very common like, practice, yes. Yeah, I like, well, you know how dogs can smell fear? I didn't know that. but I've heard that. Yeah. I don't know if that's a myth or not, but I, I can imagine that they are good, maybe good at sensing that someone is afraid, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking since uh, most pigs are dirty cowards, too, that... <laughs> Since they're always in fear, the dogs are always hostile towards them, so they're pretty much justified in plugging dogs all the time. Well, I, I the, the, I the, the stuff justified. I've seen, they don't look like they're being hostile, though. So I don't know that it doesn't look like the animal is uh, is being hostile. I've seen ones where the dogs are walking up to walking up to them, and their tails are wagging, and they look like they're they're used to just going up to people and getting petted, and and it looks like that's what they're doing, and it should be really obvious to anyone with any common sense. And then I see the cops well, shoot them. So when a dog is wagging its tail at you, it's a distraction. It's so you keep your eye on the tail because it's moving, so you're not watching the lethal jaws. Yeah. It's so a, I don't know I, when I so caller. Do you do you think that justifies the cops shooting the dogs? I heard you say something to that effect. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they're saying that they're shooting the dogs because they're in fear that the dog's going to attack them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And since the dogs tend to attack stuff when they smell fear on them then they're justified in shooting the dogs. <laughs> well, I, yeah. you know, I have to disagree with you. I don't think they are justified in pulling out the deadly force. It should be the last resort. You know, they should try to restrain the dog, remove themselves from the situation, ask the owner to control it, something like that, before they just pull out their, their gun. I understand that they may be afraid for their safety, and that's, that is certainly understandable. However, I think that it's... Evidence shows, if you look at the videos and the news articles, that often they'll shoot dogs that are not threatening them in any way and sometimes are too small. I mean, cops shoot dogs like very you small know, dogs. I, I, I just, I seem to call a video with a golden retriever. Yeah. Golden retriever. If anyone has ever met a golden, they know they're that incredibly that people friendly. They're very, they're like very the least docile. likely to bite. Yeah. And they're, they're very people friendly. And I've seen the video of a golden retriever going up with his tail wagging and obviously. Well, just wants to be petted, and he doesn't know, you know, yeah. doesn't know any better. Doesn't know what's coming, well, and gets shot. Have, have either of you ever had a Shih Tzu bearing down on you? <laughs> <laughs> I get the the humor, but <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and, and say I no. I've, I've, I've had I've had a Shih Tzu coming right at me, and I was I was in fear for my life. I was a, it was for Halloween, and when I was a kid, I was dressed up as a police officer, so the dog instantly. Went to kill mode. Yeah. Saw me dressed as a little police officer. <laughs> I think this guy is being facetious, yeah, but it's pretty you. funny. <laughs> Caller, we never you. got your name. Oh, I'm Ted. I'm sorry. I call it. I call every once in a while. Oh, what Ted. Sta- I remember Ted. Yeah. Ted, what state that's, are you calling right. from? I'm calling from West Virginia. 
Cool. Okay. <laughs> well, the lesson of the story is don't dress up like a cop for Halloween, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, you know, it's not cops that get them actually getting aggressive. For some reason, it's UPS drivers and UPS trucks. For some reason, that mm. really sets a dog off. Yeah, yeah, maybe. No, yeah. that's not true. UPS is one of the few trucks that will actually come in the yard if you have a beware dog sign. FedEx, they'll throw your package in the driveway, and the U.S. Oh. Postal Service will just keep all your stuff and drive off with it if they see a dog. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. I had a friend that uh, his dog was incredibly friendly. Every experience I ever had around his dog, it was very friendly. It never seemed aggressive at all. And it was one of those dogs, though, that if it were aggressive, it would be really scary. You know what I mean? But I never, ever was afraid of it because he was always so friendly. Mm-hmm. And uh, But he swore to me that when the UPS truck came around, that dog reverted to its primal state wow <laughs> for some reason it was huh. the ups truck and the ups uniforms yeah and it just doesn't seem like <laughs> well well they are just animals and they're yeah. just they're just reacting how they naturally are instinctually driven to act right yeah i just i've seen too many videos where it's clearly that dog is not a threat it's coming up with his tail yeah. wagging and it's, and it's like it's a little a little house dog or you know some little mm-hmm. extra furry dog that's that's used to getting lots of affection and and it gets shot, and yeah, I think it's. Oh, I think it's so just. Sad. I think th- I, I. I can't help but think they just. Li- they just want to have an excuse to shoot something. You know oh, that, that weapon's on their hip all the yeah. time, and they get a, an adrenaline rush. They get. Yeah. They've, they've got an excuse. I mean, who's ever going to defy the cop who says, you know, I'm not. Who wasn't going to? He's going to say, well, I was in fear. You know, I don't know if it's coming at me to bite me or to, or to, or what. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but if you look, and then but when they, they don't they don't count on being caught on video. And anyone right. with any common sense watches the video and goes, that dog was not aggressive. And it's a beloved member of someone's family in most cases. You right. know, people really get into their pets. They love them. They, they in some cases, put a lot of money into them, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not much of an animal person. I know, I've known that a lot of people, they did get really attached to their animals. I prefer it, though. I, I do like dogs quite a bit more than cats. So I'd prefer it if, if police started shooting cats more often <laughs> and leave the dogs alone. Well, I wouldn't prefer. Yeah. I I would prefer no. them to not use violence, but and of course that's in the nature of their job. I, I've and, been mourning the loss of a cat of mine that just disappeared. I don't know what happened. Oh, it might still be alive. Yeah, I've been yeah. mourning. I'm still not over it. it I'm still not over it. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, but yeah. she, you know. You could say that at least she didn't have a, a traumatic end, right? I mean, she, I don't know. She just disappeared. But, but she, I, I think she probably got taken in by it because she didn't have a collar on. I think she's, oh. she was so friendly that she probably got taken in. But, yeah, she was a so really I, nice cat. Have you checked you know. with the police yet? Have I what? Have you checked with the police? Maybe they accosted your I cat. did. Uh, I did. My neighbor's a policeman, actually, and he put up a flyer for me in the police station and stuff Maybe like that. Maybe he thought it was a dog and he shot it. <laughs> Well, that would know. be quite unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I really... <laughs> well, thanks for the call. It's always yeah. great to hear from you, Ted. All right. Yeah. Dale, I did want to bring up one thing that, that Ted said. I know he's, uh, you know, he's, he's somewhat of a, of a yeah. joke uh, caller, and he's being a little bit facetious, but in the beginning of the call, he said, uh, you know, maybe them pigs, something or other, and, you know... Um, I I definitely understand frustration with police, especially when they use such horrible unjustified violence and and just given that the nature of their job they're paid by stealing from money from everyone everything about them is violence and i could really see how people get frustrated by that but i don't i don't really think it helps too much to to call them pigs or you know that's they're not you're not really um attacking their ideas or the way that they're funded 
or their authoritarianism. It you're makes it just personal. Calling them a name. Yeah, it just makes it very personal. Well, it actually yeah. it makes it depersonal because it 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 makes them not a human being just like you. I mean, there is a person inside that that cost blue costume that you know lets them get away with horrible things. Right. So I don't know, and and I think it is extremely important. I was just listening to a podcast about this today. It's I think it's really important to engage them when they're off duty, you know, talk to them one-on-one like a, like a human being and uh, kind of try to plant these seeds and, and talk to, about these ideas with them. You know, it's funny you should mention that because the mm-hmm. first thing on the agenda for tonight's show was, um, was basically I wanted to get some thoughts out there and also hopefully get some thoughts back from people, some feedback from people. If you've been watching videos, not just, uh, uh, it happens a lot in New Hampshire, but not just in New Hampshire where people film cops and interact with cops and get it on and then post it on YouTube and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to get some feedback on what you think is an effective way of doing that because there's a certain mm-hmm. way you engage a, a person. Yes. Uh, it's not, not just police, but also like bureaucrats and government employees. And, right. And they get confronted. It might be a meter maid writing a ticket. It might be uh, city hall when you're going to pay your taxes and things like that. And I, I've seen, I think, good interactions and bad and what I would call bad interactions that right. interactions that could be better yeah. and uh and i want to have and some this thoughts is such an that. important question because yeah this really is root striking so let's talk about that when we get back yeah and we just got through calling cops pigs or uh, we did it but uh, we had a caller calling cops pigs, <laughs> pigs and so dogs, that's a good cats. lead-in it's a good lead-in <laughs> to talk about when you're interacting with bureaucrats and police you know what's a good way to go about it so let's talk about that coming up mm-hmm. uh the number is 603-435-1105 this is free talk live Good evening and welcome back to Free Talk Live. This is the Sunday edition with co-hosts taking over for Ian and Mark. Taking sure. over. <laughs> <laughs> Filling in for. This is uh, your host, Dale. And Andrew. And Stephanie. Andrew has joined us now. I'm just here because I'm convenient. <laughs> for using and you. And because I thought you did really well the last time you were on. So I, I don't, I don't, I, a lot of people may not know this, but I don't have anyone on the show if i haven't heard them on free talk live before mm-hmm. so i don't sense. know it's, it's i'm a little snobby that way but <laughs> no it, it makes sense because you know there there are definitely some people who you know sound more professional than others and or you know whatever you just have better chemistry on them radio with them or whatever well didn't yeah you have puke well on? it doesn't have to necessarily be free talk live but on the radio before what's didn't, that didn't you have puke on before he was ever on a show before uh the very first time i think i did my very first show, I think you're right, I had puke so on. So you took a chance on puke. Yeah. I guess I did. It, it's so funny when people say, people may not know, this is the nickname of a person. His real name is James, but his no, nickname is puke. <laughs> his real name is puke. I, 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 yeah, he's James, but uh, I like, you know. But it's funny when people walk around, oh, have you seen puke? I need to talk to puke. <laughs> it is. It's so natural. It's just so... Look at puke. I mean, you know his nickname stuck really well, and uh, for some stuck. reason, I've tried to I tried to get Delbert to stick, and it won't stick. So yeah, I've seen puke a lot lately. Puke's it. been all mm. over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, wow. yeah. So we're, uh, this is actually going to lead in well. The conversation we ha- we were having is that we were we were going to talk about having doing some feedback on the process of recording the interaction with a cop or a bureaucrat. Because that's something that's been happening more and more lately, especially here in New Hampshire. Uh, people who are 
involved with the Free State Project, Free Keen, things like that. It's been happening more out here, but it's happening all over the country. I mean, it's, this is a, mm. a phenomenon that's growing all over the country, trying to get some kind of sense of accountability. You know, get these yeah. people on record and, and get, a, get some kind of sense of accountability that does not appear to be there. And I'm just wanted to t- I just wanted to talk about what's good and bad um, that I've seen, you know, what right. I thought were good tactics and not so good tactics. Mm-hmm. And maybe let our callers do the same. The number is 603-435-1105. Now, just to bring up one point before we start, Dale, uh, you said you wanted to sp- talk specifically about recording uh, government, you know, bureaucrats or, or police. Right. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. one thing that may bias the interaction is that. The ones that you see have been recorded and the ones that you don't see have not been recorded. And I think that can, well, recording is good because it's transparency and accountability and all that. It may put some people on the defensive. Well, why are you recording me? Are you gonna, there's no reason you could use this in a good way, right? So immediately they start off on this kind of defensive foot and they may not be as willing to listen to things that you're saying or as, as open to your ideas. I can see that. I can mm-hmm. see that. I think that they don't, uh, that's they don't something understand. that you can try to explain to them that, you know, that I am, that you are, that it's evidence. There's a, there's an interaction happening that could potentially be, you know, that if that, that might be relevant in court and that you want evidence of this interaction and, and it's, and, you know, if you, I think explain it to them, uh, it's, it's something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, I, and I definitely see the value in, in recording it too, especially to, uh, inspire other people to be able to look back on what you've done later and see how you did and critique yourself and get other people's feedback. But I mean, if, if you say to someone, well, I'm recording you because this may be relevant later in court or That's something. That's not what they ask you. I would just yeah. record it. I, I would just record it. And, and if it's a, a professional policeman, mm-hmm. Well, should understand that he is a public servant. That's it's that's yes. supposedly, yes. <laughs> and that's that's the premise at least. Right, and ideally, it's something they should get used to. I mean, the more it happens, the more they're used to it. If you look in Keene, you can basically record any police officer in Keene and remain unmolested, pretty much. Yeah, and that's and, just it. We've yeah. essentially kind of trained them. We've gotten them used to it. And a lot of and, times, it and, doesn't change their demeanor or their attitude at all. I mean, sometimes it does. Sometimes they'll get quiet and just ignore you as best they can. I think it keeps little. them on their best behavior, actually. But there's been oh, plenty of, of times it where does, they just continue yeah. talking, they'll have conversations on camera. You know, they obviously won't answer some questions, but they wouldn't whether they're on camera or not. So Yeah, uh, the fact that we do it a lot, in a sense, has tr- has got them trained mm-hmm. and to be on their best behavior and to be very professional and to make sure they do everything by the book. Uh, not, it, well, not to make sure they do. I mean, it's, it's obviously imperfect, but it's helping, I think. I think it's helping a lot. I've said, I've been saying for some time that we are starting to get the best police force in the country, I think, here in Keene, because we're training them. You know, activists are training them to be more professional. Yeah. And so, uh, and I hope this will happen all over the country. I hope people can, can do that. But part of that, I think, is understanding, like I've watched, I've watched some of these interactions now on video, and my, one of my impressions is there's a difference when you're recording a police, a policeman, and he starts acting like a dick, right? Mm-hmm. That when that, uh, when that happens... You know, he can look really bad on mm-hmm. on video, which and, and if he's being that way, he probably deserves to look bad, maybe. But if you're needling him to get that reaction, I, I've seen this, bad. too. You know what I mean? Like it's you're purposely <laughs> yeah. not trying to have a you know, it's not like you're just holding the, the policeman accountable for what he says and does mm-hmm. to make sure he's professional and to make sure he doesn't violate your rights. Mm-hmm. Now you're like trying to get a reaction out of him. I've seen this more yeah. and more where where people want a good video that's going to be exciting. They want the policeman to act out. 
yeah. and then they're needling him for it. And that, and especially if he doesn't, and this is, I've seen this too, then then the videographer looks like the dick. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, and even if he does, then people are like, well, you were, you're, you know, that you're, you're being, you're, you know, you're being, you deserved it or something. The people are saying you deserved it because you were being that way. Well, yeah, your them. average statist who's already in that mindset of cops are heroes and they can do no wrong. And if you got pulled over, you must be a criminal. They're going to be able, they're going to see you needling and say, well, you must have deserved it. Yeah, the but, police get the benefit of the doubt, not the videographer in most cases, to most people. Right. Right. So that means incumbent on the videographer is a higher standard, really, is is a higher standard of behavior. And that's why I say that, you know, we should... We should kind of avoid these terms like pig and, you know, this oh, starting absolutely. off with an adversarial. As a bare minimum, let's stop. Let's let's avoid terms like pig. And, and yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it, it's hard not to every now and then in a in a private conversation. Oh, of course. Um, and we're, you know, of course, we're doing the show. We're kind of preaching to the choir. A lot of people already agree with us and see the brutality that's inherent in the system and the violence and all that. Um, where is it going? This, this, I don't know. But, but, but as a but, minimum, yeah. yeah, let's not, let's not call names. I mean, that's a bare minimum, but I yeah. mean, just, it's, just even in the tone of your voice, mm-hmm. if you're asking a question or something like that, um, if you, if you seem very calm and your questions seem very rational and seem like the kind of questions that are, are totally relevant mm-hmm. and, 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 and again, in your tone of, if it reflects in your tone of voice and you're actually giving the police officer a, time, a chance to answer, mm-hmm. if he still doesn't at that point, like if you're asking questions that are relevant, the the police officer's still not answering, well, he's starting to look like the bad guy. Right. And there know? definitely is a way to hold them accountable and to, to really assert your, uh, need to get certain question an- questions answered uh, mm. without sounding adversarial or sounding like a jerk. I mean, you can do that very firmly, but politely, you know, right. and I think that that is much more effective to average Joe status who watches the video and sees, oh, hmm, well, that cop really isn't, uh, he's really not uh, defending and serving like I learned in government right. school that he's he was not, supposed to He's do, not right? being the public servant. He's not respecting your rights. He's not following the book, right. whatever. And, uh, and, and, and I think that's that's the key. That, I don't know. What do you think about that, Andrew? I mean, I mean, honestly, I think the best line to use when, you know, being challenged for filming a cop is just, you know, you're recording me for your safety with your dash cam or audio recording me. So I'm going to record you mm-hmm. yeah. for my safety. Yeah. Moral sure. That's a good answer. Apply to everyone. That's mm-hmm. a good answer. So uh, if you have any thoughts on this, if you'd like to give your own feedback about the videos you've seen of people interacting with police bureaucrats, call 603 435 11.05. We'll be back shortly. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday co-host edition. This is your host, Dale. And Andrew. And Stephanie. And uh, this leads in well to the article we were about to discuss. So we were yeah, talking about it. Led in well last segment too, but we never got to it because we were blabbing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to. I did want to talk about that and give people. A ch- I do want to, to get the word out if you're if you're listening right now and you have some thoughts on the interaction with police and bureaucrats on camera. We'd love to hear from you. The number is 603-435-1105. I want to remind our listeners that we have. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com. Find out all kinds of cool ways to listen to the show. However you're listening to it now, there's at least half a dozen other ways. You can get the show and, and uh, all kinds of convenient ways. There's by, by, web, by, uh, excuse me, by radio stations, by satellite, by our listen lines, mm-hmm. by, on your cell phone even. There's all kinds of ways you can listen to Free Talk Live and you can find out at listen.freetalklive.com. So um, 
Indeed. We have a caller. Let's get the call. And we're going to hold on this article. Caller, you're on the air with Free Talk Live. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Who's this? Hello. This is Porcupine Realtor. Oh, oh hello, Porcupine Realtor. Porcupine Realtor, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want to use my real name because of the way you guys speak, and you know, you guys are wanted in several counties. <laughs> yeah, we're very dangerous. Yeah, nobody knows who you are anyway. <laughs> we're troublemakers. <laughs> yeah. And well, so are you. Conservative Republican state legislator. I don't want any of my constituents to catch me on 105.1 FM and say, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. He's, he's, he's friends with those radical contrarians, those radical freedom people. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're kidding about that, right, right Porcupine Realtor? <laughs> I hope so, anyway. <laughs> and we're looking at houses tomorrow. Yes, we are. That's going to be awesome. I'm yeah, excited. I've had another couple out of Milton, and we found them a place in Manchester, and the prices look great. So I think yeah. the timing is pretty good. Yeah, they sure are. There's some great prices right now. Definitely time to contact the Porcupine Realtor. What's, yeah. the, what's the URL for the Porcupine Realtor? PorcupineRealtor.com. That's easy. That's easy enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have a thought on interactions on camera with... Yeah, I, don't, I missed the lead in the early part of the show, but... Did you guys already talk about Biker Bill getting arrested? We didn't, but that yeah, was we going to get to that. Actually, we're actually about okay. to discuss an article that ref- refers to that arrest. Well, well, perfect. It's a good timing, then, just to remind some of your listeners that Biker Bill, who is not a free stater but is certainly friendly towards the Liberty community, he lives out in Ware. New where? Hampshire. <laughs> where? Yeah. Where? And, and Who's sure on first? Uh, so where or nowhere? But All right. In one, one part of the town. This this uh, town, unfortunately, is getting a reputation as having uh, cops who are very aggressive towards their constituents and towards the people who live there. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I can't I can't yeah. believe how many stories are coming out of Ware, New Hampshire, and these. The, the, it's just it seems like it would be embarrassing to the police there to to have these stories coming out about the sorts of behavior, such un, incredibly unprofessional behavior coming out of Ware. Where? I'm going to do that every time. (laughs) You guys were were bragging about the police work in Keene, and, you know, maybe they are the paragons of good civil police work there, but I'd say the opposite of the spectrum now is what we're seeing in Ware. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what's going to happen ultimately is the town's going to get sued for millions of dollars, right? It's going to hurt their credit rating. All the taxpayers are going to have to pay for the legal defense, or maybe the insurance company will. But eventually, it's going to come to a head, and either the police chief or the sergeant or somebody's going to get fired. Well, that's uh, that's, that's the unfortunate thing about the whole system, the way it's set up. Because even if someone, basically, what they're doing is they're arresting people for filming them and then charging them with felony charges, which inevitably get dropped or because uh, they, they know they can't hold up in court. It's, exactly. it's absurd that it's what they're trying to do is not wiretapping gonna... statute, but and they it... get to punish them endlessly, yeah. uh, tremendously before they ever even get to court. And then they drop the charges, and they've already punished them. They've been arrested. They've been harassed. Sometimes physically endured pain. Yeah, Carla was chained to a pole for three hours. I mean, how inhumane yeah. is that? But she's already been she's already been punished before she even gets to court to yeah. prove that. There's... And then had to pay takes thousands it the whole of. Way. Um, you know, it's going to cost them a lot of time and money and they're going to have to stop doing this. But it hasn't happened yet, but hopefully soon it will because three people have been charged now. I yeah. Mean, and that I'm aware of by the where PD alone. Yeah. yeah but the, the unfortunate, there are two really unfortunate things about this too, is what we we're getting to, is that they can do this with impunity essentially. And then when somebody tries to sue them, I guess, because that's 
pretty much the only recourse they have in this state of system that we're under. Uh, the taxpayers in that town are victimized twice because not only do they yeah. have to live under this regime, but then they have to pay uh, out of their own pockets. Yeah, why, it doesn't seem it's, right. The, yeah. the taxpayers of where, uh, I mean, the, the the only thing I can think of is, you know, if you're, if you're a resident of where, you should be trying to raise awareness to this because it's going to end up hitting you. Oh, my goodness. Gonna, Porcupine <laughs> Real Estate, you should put a bill through that uh, makes the individual cops, if they charge somebody facetiously, facetiously, um, where the crime and it gets dropped, make the cop pay for the legal fees. <laughs> well, that's a very good point. As a matter of fact, there is a statute, though rarely used, that deals with something called official oppression. Mm-hmm. And it can be either a misdemeanor or a felony, depending on the whether the cop benefited from it directly. But we need to see this uh, invoked more often, because there are a lot of people that are aggrieved out there and feel like they have no recourse, because, you know, they're... They're up against the machine, the cops, the prosecutors, the attorney general, they're all on the same team. Well, that's just and it. If the, someone... The poor victim is, is on the other team. He doesn't know the rules, right? You have to go to their court, play on their field by their rules. Right, yeah. and they have endless money. And do you think any yeah. prosecutor, what prosecutor is going to actually charge one of these police officers with official oppression if they're both for this, you know, playing for the same team, as you said? They all know each other. They're buddy-buddy. Right. Buddy. I, I just don't... I, I don't really have faith that that will work. It just doesn't seem like that would happen. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's really I'll hard to... You. I mean, I'm going like, to... I got pasta cooking, but I okay. want to leave you with another thought mm-hmm. uh, on another topic you can carry on with later in the show if you want. The first time I met your lovely female co-host was <laughs> up at the state house either two or three years ago, mm-hmm. and she was testifying in a hearing mm-hmm. that had to do with legalizing marijuana, mm-hmm. or at least decriminalizing it. And she was there as almost like a, an expert witness as a doctor, because she has some medical. Your listeners might yeah. know that she's Doctor Stephanie. Anyway, I was so impressed. <laughs> I'm actually not doctor and, yet. No, I'm, I'm she's still got in some medical school. training, right? You yeah. are you in my training. mind. <laughs> Thank you. And, you can uh, call me that when I do this. But the uh, there is a bill on Tuesday, two days from now, up at the state house that has to do with medical marijuana and making that decriminalized. So you mm. know, little by little, we're trying to chip away at the state. At state largesse and taxation, the oppression that is everything uh, in the state. And, you know, we'll see where it goes. So I'll be certainly supporting it, and uh, maybe some of your listeners will want to come out and speak in favor of it as well. Well, thank you very much, Mark. We sure appreciate all the work you're putting into trying to make this a freer place for everybody. I know you said it's going to Same to you guys. Now he's going to be outed. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not. Uh, it's Porcupine Realtor. That's Porcupine Realtor. <laughs> I, I, that, that's <laughs> funny. So, all right. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mark. All right. Thank you very much for the call. You always welcome to call back. I'm the only Uh, one who didn't fail. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, fail blog. Okay. The number is 603 435 1105 if anyone would like to call in about this. And we're going to, this is leading well into the article that's in the union leader that Andrew brought in for us. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, This article was about the topic we were discussing where Biker Bill was arrested. Uh, after the fact of recording the Ware police, they came to his house months later and arrested him, apparently. Uh, and the article goes, For reasons that are not entirely clear, Ware police have charged three people in the past year with something that should not be a crime. All three alleged criminals were accused of recording on-duty Ware police officers. Last July 10th, a Ware police officer stopped William, 51 years old, of Ware after he left a meeting on the free, of the Free State Project, a libertarian activist group. Uh, William, who says he is not a member of the group, used his cell phone to call a libertarian answering service. He left the line open while speaking to the officer. 
and uh, Porcupine 411, for those of you who don't know, most of you probably do, but it's basically a voicemail service where you can just record an incident with the police or get out information to hundreds of activists across the state. And uh, you can use it to protect yourself in this situation or a traffic stop or Or you can pocket similar. dial it and annoy yeah, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, wake everyone up in the middle of the night. It goes out to everyone can subscribe to it, basically. Yes. You, can, you can subscribe to it yourself if you'd like to Via get those. email. So, so, yeah, we'll continue this article when we get back. This is, this is the Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. The number is 603-435-1105. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. This is your host, Dale. And Andrew. And Stephanie. I'd like to let our listeners know that we, you can go to news.freetalklive.com to find out all kinds of ways to stay up to date on what's going on with Free Talk Live. There's updates on uh, Twitter and Facebook, all at news.freetalklive.com. Andrew is continuing an article about the police and where from right. the union leader. Basically, we left off where... Biker Bill uh, recorded the interaction with Porcupine 411, which we explained before the break. So uh, he left the line open while speaking to the officer, thus creating an audio recording of the conversation. Our correspondent Dan O'Brien reported last week, Biker Bill was charged with a felony wiretapping. He was making an audio recording of the officer during a motor vehicle stop without getting the consent of the officer, where police chief Gregory Begin, 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 whatever, said last week. Can we hold on a sec? Okay, I remember when this happened. This was almost a year ago. It was last summer. And I remember listening. I was actually at a party at Dale's house (laughs) (laughs) when the Porcupine 411 started rolling in. And so I listened to them on my uh, smartphone. And I thought I could have sworn I listened to the whole Porcupine 411 from Biker Bill because he had just come from the same place where I was a few hours earlier. And I thought he had some kind of interaction with the cop that said, uh, you know, I'm recording or something like that. And the cop said, well, no, you have to stop. And he said, no, you're in a public place. And I thought I remembered that dialogue. But of course, I guess we'd have to listen to the archive of Pork 411 to find out. You yeah. guys, do you guys have any, have you listened back to it or anything? I, I do not recall. Okay. I, I have not listened to it recently. It was almost a year ago. So my memory's yeah. a little hazy, but I thought I remembered that happening. They, now, they came after the fact and got him, right? Like, yeah, they, they did. It just happened like, July 10th they and they came, what, a couple weeks ago or last week? Right. This is this is a disturbing trend I've been seeing where they, mm-hmm. they don't, you know, you, 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 someone doesn't even know they've broken any law and he, and he wasn't, in fact, but... And then the cops show up at their house later and arrest them for something that happened weeks or months ago. Right. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, you it's know, like it sounds. It just sounds so vengeful, like vindictive and. It oh, sounds, it's terrifying. I mean, yeah. it's they're literally they're terrifying him. They came to his home with no warning, and then you know his wife uh, sounded a little shaken up on the on the four and one that she left. I after can imagine. That. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, fortunately, Nobody in this case, that. he didn't get locked up that particular night or anything. But, you know, what if he had a job to go to the next morning? They they made right. a point of coming. Uh, uh, my my friend Jim, they came to his house <sighs> on a Friday night. Yeah. And then on a the, long the, weekend. On a long weekend. Yeah. So that they specifically timed it so that, you know, they show up at his house on a Friday night, weeks after the incident that they're charging him for. Yeah. Two months, a month uh, later. Something yeah. Like that. And uh, and then he was locked up all weekend before the judge could give him a hearing to 
determined for him to get out. So he's already in jail for three days before he's even had a trial for something that happened weeks before. Right. And it was really silly. It before was even really an arraignment, not, not necessarily a trial. Right, an arraignment. Just to have an arraignment and say, plead guilty or not guilty and establish, you know, PR, usually, I think it was PR, you know, reco- personal, oh, personal recognizance. recognizance. So he yeah, was let out on his own personal recognizance. Yeah, no, and the no, whole grabbing on a Friday thing, it's, it's happened more than once. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, a common practice. Use, it's, yeah. And it's it's like I just know that they're t- they're but you know they're they're talking to themselves like hey, we're gonna go get them on Friday night and we'll we'll teach that and we'll if, teach if that it, guy to yeah. challenge the cops you know if the yeah. charge is bogus it's an easy out for a judge too that can just sentence them with time served you know guilty time served right that happens. Just that's the other thing goes that happens away. Yeah. I can't I can't and get over how many guilty of it yeah. it's like once you've been once you've already been in jail it just seems like I've I've t- I've I've never ever every time I go to court and they've already been in jail. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're going to trial now to find out if they're guilty. Yeah, there's no way that judge is going to pronounce them not guilty. There's yep. no way. Well, because, they're going to say you're yeah. guilty, uh, or maybe reduce it to reduce the charge down or something, and say uh, charged with with time served. You know, mm-hmm. they'll give they'll give the exact sentence of or how a much suspended time already sentence. Spent. That's another yeah. common one that we see. Yeah. But, it, but I mean, it's, but it's, it's like at that a... point they have to justify themselves. They've already done it, so they can't possibly. She's not possibly going to hold the police accountable for a false arrest, right? right? They they can't back down, and they've gotten they... their their punishment in, and now they have to make themselves uh, look legitimate, right? When you know, really, what they're doing is punishing people for uh, disobeying or challenging their authority, or you know, just basically ha- holding ideas uh, that are contrary to their own, and. It's it's just if you look at it that way and if you if you see through what they're doing, then it it just appears so ridiculous. And it's it's tragic because these people haven't hurt anyone. They're doing things like protesting bad laws. They're doing things like, uh, fil- you know, re- peacefully recording video cameras. Now they all deserve felonies. <laughs> <laughs> it's ludicrous. A felony for recording a public person doing the, the job out in public. A public servant yeah. doing the job out in public. And you know the Union Leader, which is normally a you know kind of a, a mainstream newspaper, mm-hmm. uh, and and mainstream equals statist often. <laughs> <laughs> they're even they're siding with us on this one. Yeah, yeah I mean their That's, first sentence said they were arrested for something that should not be a crime. Right. How much right. more positive can you get? You would think that a free stater wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they are journalists, so you know they kind of, I guess, have some common ground with us there because, you know, Bi- Biker Bill, the person who most recently got arrested and charged with felony wiretapping, is a journalist. He has a blog site, and he's he's been taking video for five years. I mean, as long as I've been here in New Hampshire, he's been uh, he's been doing his videography. And but even if even if someone doesn't have a blog site or whatever, and they just have a YouTube channel, they just want to put it up. They should absolutely be able to. That that doesn't change anything. It's just that, um, it's just that you know you could call this person a journalist, and maybe the union leader sees that, and then they say, okay, well, I have something in common with them because I'm a journalist too. So let's yeah, defend they're starting this to recognize the little guy as press also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope so. <laughs> so the story goes on. Uh, in addition to Biker Bill, two others, Carla and William, were arrested last March and also charged with felony wiretapping for recording where police officers. One during a traffic stop, the other in the lobby of the police station. Now, when you get pulled over, aren't you being filmed by the dash cam of the cop? Yes. A lot of times they have the, the mics on their uniform or they audio record you. Unless they're doing something untoward, then the it, camera malfunctions usually. It malfunctions <laughs> course, or it was yes. off or mm-hmm. something. Because everyone yeah. knows that cameras only work half the time when you use them, That's right? why you need yours on. <laughs> yours better be on because right. theirs will malfunction when something happens that's not favorable to you. Mm, or you'll have a heck of a time getting the video yeah. From them. Right. Good luck. Yeah. Right. 
But uh, the problem, this problem is pronounced in Ware, but not limited to that town. Last July, Portsmouth police charged a 20-year-old Adam with wiretapping that allegedly used his cell phone camera to record police breaking up an alleged underage drinking party. In 2006, a Belknap County Superior Court judge issued a court order shielding a learning disabled man and his family from a potential wiretapping charge after the man called his parents during a traffic stop and they recorded the conversation with a state trooper. So this is one case where a judge stepped in and protected the victim of the police here. Uh, apparently he was a handicapped man, learning disabled guy who uh, they decided to record the interaction. And that seems to be the only case that I've been aware of in New Hampshire that a judge has done anything to help the victim here. Mm-hmm. Um, also in 2006, Nashville police charged a man with felony wiretapping for recording with his home security cameras, conversations with two police detectives. I mean, you can't just easily turn those off, can you? If the cops come to your house Was that, uh, and you have security cameras. Someone we knew? Uh, Was that Brian I don't Travis? want to hear a cop come to my house and tell me I have to turn my security cameras off on my property. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, they don't the become, right. <laughs> That's some chutzpah. As they're reaching for the billy club and the taser. No, I don't know. But no, I'm not yeah. sure if we know that person. I, that doesn't sound familiar to me, but I could be wrong. I wasn't around back then, so I don't know. I think yeah. I remember that happening, but it, but I mean, it doesn't matter really if we know them or not. It's anyone has has these rights, you know. It's uh, it's a basic principle that applies to everyone. I like the next part too. What yeah, uh, police next? abuse of the state's wiretapping law is widespread, and despite its increased notoriety, it is not abating. Legislators are considering a bill to solve the problem, House Bill 145, which cannot be passed soon enough. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bill sponsored by Representative Al Baldessaro, uh, Republican from Londonderry, would permit any person to make an audio or video recording of both public, of both of any public official while in the course of his or her official duties. It would exclude emergency medical personnel. Representative Jordan Eulery, Republican from Hudson. Wait, what does that mean? It, it excludes emergency medical personnel like you cannot film EMTs or EMTs cannot film police? For instance. I, I think you, it's... I you think cannot it's, film EMTs. Because Why it would violate um, oh, I guess HIPAA you, laws, yeah. probably. It, probably it's probably more patient. for the patient. Right. I would hope that's protection of the patient, which I can understand... Yeah, I can then, understand. Although, if the patient is, uh, you know, conscious and gives consent to be filmed, I, I would see no yeah. problem. Well, uh, this yeah. law is not saying you can't do anything. All this law mm-hmm. is saying is that what this law is doing is restricting police officers from prosecuting in any way someone for filming them. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, excludes- I think in a case of the, uh, I think it just doesn't do anything in that case. So you'd still have to, I guess you would, you know, it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that it's bad to do that, but but you're probably well, right. It'd be the reason I ask is because this happened to Ian. Do you remember yep, this? I do remember Ian that. was filming, I, I don't remember, something happened, maybe it was Sam, or I, I'm not sure, I'm hazy yeah. on the details, but he it was, was filming. Kurt was being arrested yes. at City Hall. That's yeah, right. and Kurt obviously, I mean, it, it, it had Kurt said, you know, I didn't consent to be filmed, that might have been something, but obviously he would. He would and he was he saying, was he was actually shouting that he did consent to being filmed, and the right. ET and they uh, still grabbed the phone. Ian's phone. Yeah. 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 So it was, the, it was not a case of protecting the patient. The patient was fine with being filmed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there's a little bit more of this article. We'll continue when we get back. You can call in at 603-435-1105. We'll be back very shortly with the second hour. This is Free Talk Live. Get ready. It's the biggest liberty-oriented event of 2011, and it's happening this June 20th through the 26th. Will you be there? 
The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is a week-long camping event held at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. From live performers to family fun to agorism in action, Porkfest has something for everyone who loves freedom. What are you waiting for? Be a part of the premier freedom event of 2011. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. You can use coupon code FREETALKLIVE. Save 20% on early bird registration, t-shirts, flags, and framed group photos. This is your host, Dale. And Andrew. And Stephanie, who will be going to Porkfest. Oh, yeah, we're all going to be at Porkfest, right, Andrew? <laughs> For the whole week. I will Andrew? be there, but not nearly enough, I don't think. Yeah, mm. yet some people have jobs and things. I understand. I'm going to try and throw <laughs> some weight around and get off for the whole week. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> I have start, a job. I just, I'm self-employed. So. I'm self-employed. So I'll I just, just tell them that I'm the boss of everybody. I just you make are. a point. Of well, not necessarily. <laughs> not of the ones who, are, who matter for vacations. <laughs> you can call in at 603-435-1105 uh, you can also check out the website freetalklive.com uh, especially check out cam.freetalklive.com where you can be watching us in the studio right now or you could just go to chat.freetalklive.com and, and join the chat room where there's a lot of listeners right now are chatting away about different things sometimes they even talk about what the show is about <laughs> <laughs> once in a while yeah. and, and sometimes the, they're just having fun with other liberty loving people so that's fine if, too if the chatters are funny enough i could show stephanie and she might start giggling oh no is there that what they're saying much now of that tonight no they're not oh, <laughs> <laughs> i remember when the, like an hour of chat was about all the giggling on she talk live <laughs> oh, really? i somehow i don't doubt that yeah that's fine we have a good time when we do she talk live that's that's my uh free talk live so do you want to wrap up your article Oh, yeah, Before sure. Before we carry on? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Representative Jordan Ullery, 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 whatever, Republican from Hudson, who has introduced a companion bill to make the important technical corrections of the wiretapping law, put it well when he told us last week, you have no expectation of privacy if you're a state representative or a county commissioner or a governor or a senator or a police officer talking in public. You have no expectation of privacy because you're an official of the state acting in an official capacity. And that's just a great quote overall. Now, hold that thought mm-hmm. for a moment. We've hold got him. a caller. Caller, you're on the air with Free Talk Live. Hi. Hi. This is Nick from Illinois. Hi, Nick. It's NIK. <laughs> Dale, a couple of days ago, you speculated on whether or not I asked anyone around me the against me argument. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I recall that. Uh, yeah. I have not used it directly, but that's because, just like how you said earlier that calling cops pigs doesn't help anything, I feel that accusing my friends and family of supporting violence against me right off the bat... Is it is it accusing them, though, to ask them if they would... Choose the state over you? Well, what I have done is, well, first off, you have to point out the gun in the room. Uh, like you, I right. find that a lot, I have a lot more success talking to lefties about the ideas of liberty because they understand that mm-hmm. violence is wrong. Mm-hmm. And right. all my friends and family are lefties. And every lefty I've talked to so far has been able to see the gun in the room once I point it out. Uh, the problem from there is convincing them that the social goals they espouse can still get accomplished and better without threatening people. Uh, it's a slow process. It has to be because you're exposing to people that everything they thought was right was wrong. And it takes a while for them to 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 realize you know how to be consistent about it. Mm-hmm. What, um, I actually have an example of this process in action. A few weeks ago, I saw on Facebook that a particular friend of mine was supporting a campaign to get Congress to not cut off funding to public radio. So I went to her house and talked to her. <laughs> And it was a long conversation, but to summarize, she was able to acknowledge the gun in the room, but the part she got stuck on was that she didn't see how universal health care could be possible without threatening everyone to pay in. Uh, The last thing I said in that thread of conversation before I dropped it was that I started presenting ideas to her about mutual aid societies, but I let the topic wander away from that because I didn't want to overload her too much all in one sitting. I felt like it was enough at the time to point out the gun in the room. 
Mm-hmm. It's a, it's it's a certainly a good start. I do think it's it's not a bad subject to bring up at some point. Um, perhaps if you're if you're not having success yeah, in other yeah. ways, yeah, and what I think the, yeah, what I think the against me argument is useful for is clearing up that logjam that forms in people's minds when they just can't acknowledge how wrong it is to support the use of the gun in the room to get their way. It makes it personal so that they see the they see the immorality that they're supporting. But what I fear is that pulling out the against me argument too early in the process of showing someone the truth, uh, it's bound to end tragically because it's practically baiting them to lash out at you as a defense mechanism. It's a weapon of last resort in my view, which I have never had to use because I'm okay. making great progress through other means. Well, yeah, Nick, I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And from what I understand about the against me argument, the point is that it's not like you pull it out right away. It's meant to be, yeah. uh, you know, there's a process of kind of uh, educating the people in your life first about why government is violence and um, maybe maybe how things would get accomplished in a society with no state, but maybe not, maybe just showing them the violence. And then, you know, after after a lot of education and a lot of support and, you know, then you can sort of use that. And the point is that they wouldn't say, yes, I would support this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will create, uh, hopefully it creates cognitive, cognitive dissonance. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean they write out, say, yes, I would do this against you. I think it would just find them going, hmm. It yeah. also depends yeah. on how you did it. I think there's a tactful way yeah. to do it and an, and an accusatory sort of challenging way to do it. Yeah. Right? The, the point is like you've, you've created a connection with them and the quality of that connection is such that they won't want to say, yeah, I think you should go to jail for doing whatever, you know. Mm. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it's even necessary to convince them that government itself is violence. I've had a lot more success by avoiding the word government. Uh, people like the word government. They've been trained to yeah. think of peace and order, however false that might be. So the idea I present to people is let's reform government together by agreeing that the government does not have the right to throw anyone in prison for not paying taxes, does not have the right to commit aggression against people, and that the corporation called government does not have any special rights that supersede our own. And that's how we can bring true peace and equality to the world. And then from there, hopefully, they come to understand that, hey, wait, if you reform government in this way, then it's not really government at all. Right. It's, it's, it's not government yeah. as we think of it right now. It would be very different. Uh, it would be uh, decentralized. It would be uh, choice-oriented. It would be it would really be a lot of different governments that would be uh, sort of holding each other accountable to a large degree. The same because they'd be um, acting in the market, in the free market, yeah. like everything else that has well, accountability because of that. And yeah, not to get nitpicky, but I I really think those organizations like that don't fit the definition of government. Like that's not that's not a state. That's not a government. The government well, you is. Know, it's, yeah. There's there's a lot of um, trouble over the definitions of certain words like government because people don't think of government as a monopoly on violence. Right. Mm-hmm. They think of it as the, you know, the 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 overarching system that keeps people from killing each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, Nick, thank you for the call. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Bye. And you know, and and you're right. You're right, Stephanie. It's so very different, but. If you recall the way the uh, the way the Crusades went, when they were converting pagans to Christianity, they were building churches on top of the old temples 
of oh. the old pagan gods <laughs> yeah. and then converted them to Christianity. Look, this is the same God that you had before. Just looks a whole lot different and does everything completely differently. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> they had the holidays that were, you know, like the Yule log became Christmas and yeah. the, the rite of spring became Easter. Yeah, Christmas I mean, 2.0. Yeah, I mean, come on, people. Everybody, wow. Surely everybody knows that Jesus was not born. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's actually not funny. On, I mean, that involved 25th, a lot of... It, it, that's not funny. The Crusades were not funny. The that. Crusades were pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, that so that aspect death. of them was uh, was a less was a less violent aspect of it, where they you know one of the more persuasive sides of it, but kind of deceptively persuasive. But but yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um. So, did we finish the article? Should we get back into it? Uh, it's or? pretty much over. We're it's. Good. I think we covered it. Okay. That's cool. So, thank you very much, Andrew, for bringing us that because uh, I hadn't known about that. It was because Andrew. Mm. Andrew linked it on Facebook, and I hadn't caught it yet. So, um, this is this is there's some really good ones. There's some really good stuff to talk about tonight, though. Uh, in the Florida Tribune, they're talking about uh, Florida's gotten some really interesting debates going on down there lately. Uh, photo- photographing cows or other farm scenery could land you in jail under a Senate bill. So, what if the cows consent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if they're posing? So, yeah, taking photographs from the roadside of a sunrise over hay bales near the Suwannee River, horses grazing near Ocala or sunset over citrus groves along the Indian River could land you in jail under a Senate bill filed Monday. We're going to talk some more about what's this. behind all that and what in the world are they talking about. So, you can call in at 603 435 1105. We're going to talk about cows when we get back. I think this is behind all of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can call in at 603-435-1105. This is your host, Dale. And Andrew. And Stephanie. And we were talking, uh, as we left, we we were talking about how it could become illegal to photograph cows in Florida. I think in Florida. It's the Florida Tribune. Now, I, so. I was like, I haven't read this article yet, Dale. And during the break, I was trying to think of reasons they would use to justify this and i just couldn't come up with anything so i'm kind of curious to hear what they have well i think there's the there's the cover story and there's possibly motivations that are not the actual stated reasons so i I don't know though maybe we can get some other thoughts on this but this is is sb 1246 now does anyone know the codes what is sb State bill, maybe Senate right. bill. Senate, Senate bill. bill. It's know. Senator Senator Jim Norman, Republican of Tampa, would make it. A, no, I don't know if that's a federal. That's probably not a. No, it wouldn't be a federal senator. That'd be a state senator. So, Republican of Tampa would make it a first degree felony to photograph a farm without first obtaining felony. written permission. Written wow. written permission from the owner. A farm is defined as any land cultivated for the purpose of agricultural production. The raising and breeding of domestic animals or the storage of a commodity. That's a lot of things. So, so let me guess. He has a farm and somebody came <laughs> on and said he it filmed his horses and said he was treating them unethically and published an article about it. Well, media law experts say the ban would violate freedoms protected in the U.S. Constitution. But Wilt, Wilton Simpson, a farmer who lives in Norman's district, said the bill is needed to protect the property rights of farmers and the intellectual property. They put that in quotes. I'm glad they did because it's an oxymoron. 
uh, the intellectual property involving farm operations. Because whenever I hear intellectual property, I'm thinking intellectual property is actually the opposite of property. It's a violation of property rights. And a small so, part of you dies inside, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, but I don't want to branch off into a whole other subject that comes up a lot on no, the show. I, so, I agree you with know. you, Dale. I think, <laughs> I think probably all three of us agree on that subject, right? Yeah. It, it, more and more, it sounds like libertarians are, are realizing that this intellectual property is a travesty. It's a violation I of property hope rights. So. So. Simpson, yeah. president of Simpson Farms near Dade City, said the law would provide people from posing as farm workers so that they can secretly film agricultural operations. He said he could not name. Now, if they're on the property, that'd be one thing. But it's like they're mm-hmm. standing outside the edge of the property and filming. Anything that's out in public has always been considered public. I mean, right. uh, you know, they tried to do some stuff with the Patriot Law, with the Patriot Act, to viol- to get people for photographing federal buildings. But that was recently declared. No, you can't. No, you get to. You can public. Blah. I'm, I, I'm having can. a migraine. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, no, you can, in, in fact, record any building out in public, federal building, right. whatever. If it's out in public, if you don't want it to be filmed, you need to put a huge fence around it. And, you know, you can't see through. That's that's all there is to it. Yeah. So uh, so this is this is pretty ridiculous. If and, you know, Unless you're talking about people actually going on the property without permission, then you have But then it's a different thing. That's trespassing. Yeah, you're trespassing then. It's not create a new felony out of thin air and yeah. charge people with it. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I could even maybe go so far as to say if someone took video... While they were trespassing, you wanted to have that video confiscated or something. I don't know. That seemed, that would seem less outrageous to me, at least, mm. um, than, than this. But Simpson, uh, he says it prevents them from doing that. He said he could not name an instance, an instance in which it had happened. But animal rights groups, such as People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals and Animal Freedom, display undercover videos on their websites to make their case that livestock farming and meat consumption are cruel. Jet. Now, I this had is a feeling that into, had something to do with it. There we go. Yeah. See, this is getting into what they might really be, uh, why they really want this law is because they don't want their practices to be public and then mm-hmm. to have a public black, uh, backlash mm-hmm. because they're actually doing some really cruel treatment or something on their farm. Yeah. So. Um, well, okay. Can we can we just stop right here? Because, okay, okay these groups are highly motivated. You know, the animal rights uh, yeah. people are very highly motivated to get this video footage. And so from what I understand, I always thought it was kind of undercover people who kind of apply for jobs in these industries and then they they take the footage or they you know they mm. kind of act from the inside. Okay. You know, they they try to get jobs in research labs or whatever and they um uh, you know expose so-called the the, the uh, things that are being done to animals and they get footage and stuff like that. Right. So I don't think a law like this would stop anyone from getting anonymous video like that and being a a mole, I guess well, if you will. Um, it, I, I think it would, the way they're describing it, it says that it would be a first degree felony to photograph a farm without first obtaining written permission from the, from the owner. So it doesn't matter that you're a, 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 an employee, you're still not supposed to photograph the farm according to this law. Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe it would scare some people away, but I don't know. Some, it, some of these people are willing to do things like bomb, you know, yeah. primate facilities and thing, you know places where animal experiments are done like medical research right so if they're willing to do this kind of you know these kind of extreme acts sometimes violent then i don't know i i wonder if it would, if a felony uh, threat would stop them but um i mean the the answer to uh to speech is always more speech right right i think so and you know if you if you have a farm and you're worried about um it being portrayed in a bad light in the media put out your own videos about how nice you are to your chickens and horses and stuff like that mm-hmm. i mean i think uh i think it probably would would help 
hold some farmers accountable, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, people might want to go to a farm's website and say, oh, I buy this, um, I buy my meat or my eggs from this farm. And they put videos on their website of their chickens walking around and how much space they have to, right. to roam. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel good about buying these products because I know that the animals are treated uh, humanely. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having, I don't mind, I wouldn't mind getting some sneaky footage of farms and possibly some business Mm -hmm. practices that I wouldn't be very fond of and things like that. Yeah, Um, if it can be shown to me that so-and-so company is doing this to their animals that I'm eating, then I'm not going to eat, you know, food from that company, but I'm not out looking for this kind of thing. It's not a topic near and dear to my heart. mm -hmm. I'm not too principled on it, I guess. Right. That's the best way to describe it, but you have plenty of folks who eat, you know, cage-free farm fresh eggs and... Yeah, all that. So there's already a market. There's out actually, there besides kind of just humane, humane reasons, like you know, wanting to be humane towards animals, which is you know, good reason. Mm-hmm. There's also health reasons. You know, yeah. there are health reasons grass for fed. free range, grass fed, and versus like a high carb fed animal. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, they have. So supposedly the grass fed animals have more omega three fatty acids than other types of like omega six, which are more inflammatory and and so yeah. forth. There's a, there's a lot of side effects when they raise these animals on like a high grain diet and things like yeah, that. Yeah, because the cows and that usually is the digest it. They need to give them antibiotics because it upsets their guts. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah there are I mean, a lot of health reasons. And, and it's know, very common practice to do so. And up well, here not, in the tri-state region, there's a huge, huge market for the granola heads who shop at the uh, the health food stores and you know the co-ops and <laughs> you know all the organic food stores and all that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, there's a market appeal. There's a niche market there that you can appeal to and show videos. Look, this is how I run my farm. And we mm-hmm. treat our animals humanely. We give them space to roam. They're grass fed, not grain fed, which is so much healthier for the animal and for the people who eat the meat and so forth. So there's another reason for that, too, Dell, And that's that uh, sometimes eggs or meats are like labeled free range. But they're not, they may not actually be treating the animals the way that you, you're picturing. OK, like yeah. I think there are. You know, I'm, I haven't looked into this in a while, so I'm not familiar, but there are some like federal, you know, laws and regulations that... I love it when they lobby to be for certain yeah. rules and labels and things. It's like, I, I maybe someone can call in on this, but I have also, I've heard, for instance, that honey, the definition by the FDA of honey mm-hmm. is that it's at least 5% real honey. The other 95% <laughs> can be corn syrup. Yeah. You know, and, and you think you're getting, it says honey, it's labeled honey. Yeah, well, the government school you know. lunches, potatoes, and ketchup are vegetables. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, if you have a thoughts on this or something else you'd like to bring up, this is Free Talk Live. The number is 603-435-1105. Call in. You can control the show. Welcome back to the Sunday co-host edition of Free Talk Live. This is your host, Dale. And Andrew. And Stephanie. You can call in, as always, at 603-435-1105 to share your thoughts on what we're talking about or to bring up something new. We were just talking... (coughs) Excuse me. We were just talking about how they are pushing a bill in Florida that would make it illegal to photograph farms. And uh, it says, Mr. Norman should be filing bills to throw the doors of animal, produ- animal producers wide open to show the public where their food comes from rather than criminalizing those who would show animal cruelty. And this is, uh, this is Jeff Kerr, uh, who's the general counsel for PETA, the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Um, yeah, so uh, another aspect we should bring up is that clearly this measure, this bill or whatever, is, is targeting PETA. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. aimed at the people who want to expose 
you know, corrupt farm practices or what they um, what they. That's see not the them. cover story, though, right? It, but yeah. that's what that's what I meant when I said there's the cover story mm-hmm. and there's what it's really intended to do, which is to dis- dis- deflect bad publicity from these sorts of videos. Right. They can go after PETA yeah. for showing them, you know, funnel feeding ducks for for foie gras and things yeah. like that. Yeah, and oh, I mean, that is really heinous. Like it I, is, yeah, it's it's awful. They force feed the, you know, they put a tube down there throat and feed them fructose actually i did not oh, wow. a fatty liver yeah, yeah that's how they make the pate it's a it's kind of a metabolism have you heard of that the, have you heard of foie gras uh, it's, it's a delicacy gras. i guess I've heard of what <laughs> she said. Yeah. yeah not what you were saying fooey something foie, 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's, a, that's bad american speech but uh <laughs> but yeah horrible accent um <laughs> well the, i mean the point is like regardless of your feelings about PETA or other or animal rights organizations it's not fair I mean, there shouldn't be these kind of laws in general, but like, it's not fair for them to clearly target one group, which is, which is something that they, they do a lot. Yeah. And I I don't want to pass laws. I don't want to, I do not want to breach the, I don't want to breach the, or or set the premise or breach that barrier of starting to treat, give animals rights because that's, it doesn't, it doesn't actually make sense from the concept of rights uh, for one thing, but it's also, it's Mm -hmm. a very dangerous precedent to go to because because uh, you know, if you say they have rights, then we can't kill them, you know, <laughs> and um, and things like that. But I do feel like I would like to see pressure on uh, on companies that engage in horrible um, animal cruelty and things like that, so that there can be market pressures on them and things like that. I certainly mm-hmm. don't want to support them, you know. I'd like to yeah. not support them engaging in these in these really horrible, cruel practices and things like that. So I'm I'm glad to get information, you know. I'm glad yeah. that Peta does these secret videos and stuff like that. I don't like everything Peta does. They 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 do some really outrageous things sometimes. They do, that, uh, yeah. They, they, they violate say... property. Getting video of what's happening is one thing, but then like blowing up labs and things like I that. Don't, I don't think Peta does that, but uh, there are other groups that are like. Maybe. They don't directly, you know. It's yeah. one of those things where they—they're not responsible. I mean, I, I you know, I'll say right now, it's not Peter doing that. You're right. Um, but you can see, you can. There's, I've seen articles that show a lot of connections where it's like there's their connections that, yeah. that make it that 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 are pretty implicating. But and there are a uh, lot that, of people who, to be fair, like have a vested interest in associating PETA with the, some of the more radical, you know, perhaps yeah. violent groups. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I think the thing is they do they do a lot of stuff that most people would approve of. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, to try and for you know, and you know, this is an important question. I, I have to say, I've struggled with this philosophical question for a long time about animals and and their rights. Do they have any or whatever? And kind of the conclusion that I've reached, although it's, I'm kind of open to other arguments, but. Um, you know, I think that rights entail responsibilities too. Of course, because they're course. derived from self ownership. And if you know, if you have self ownership, then not only do you have uh, natural rights to be, you know, property rights, and um, uh, you know, to be to be free from aggression initiated on you, but you're also responsible for your own actions. That derives from the same concept of of self ownership. Yeah. And so we had to start prosecuting tigers for killing other animals. Are you saying animals can't well, be right. responsible? You know, <laughs> well, that's the thing. So animals obviously are Wait. not uh, can't be held responsible. Does the for tiger their... have rights, or does the deer have rights, or both, or or just one or the other? And, and how do you work with that? How do you deal with that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My yeah, dog's so... pretty responsible. I mean, I can trust her with the house for hours at a time. Well, Man, but that's but that's the thing because animals do, even though they may not have the same level of uh, you know responsibility for their own actions. They they can feel pain, you know. They can they can have some 
uh, human-like qualities, and more and more every to day. To varying degrees, some animals a lot more than others. I mean, yes, that's just it. You know, there's there there are animals that uh that have a lot of human-like qualities. So absolutely, I mean, there are animals that do all kinds of things. From you know, play is like one of the one of the things that people think of as as you know sometimes an essential thing of humanity, like humor mm-hmm. and, and playfulness and stuff like that. And so many animals exhibit that. There are animals with great intelligence. Mm-hmm. Animals can communicate, you know. Uh, sometimes, in some cases, they communicate with humans. And so to just ignore those things and say it's okay to do whatever we want to them because they're like lesser beings or whatever, that that really doesn't fly with me. I do think that uh, there is some I don't. I don't want to say obligation, but I. I think it's probably you know. I would choose to treat animals uh, well and humanely. Sure. Short of legal action, which I. I, I don't approve of legal action for most things, but. But short of legal action, I would like to see lots. Of, I, I think there are a lot of pressures you can do to put on, um, people to treat animals better and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, let me wrap this up. It says. Uh, it says. So Judy. Doglish, executive director director for the Reporters Committee for Freedom of the Press, said shooting property from a roadside or from the air is 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 legal. The bill is just flat out unconstitutional, not to mention stupid. She said that's what I was talking about, you know. And she said there are laws already to prosecute trespassing onto property without permission. And if someone poses as a farm employee to shoot undercover video, they can be fired and possibly sued. Now, obviously, someone doing that is not doing it to figure out farm practices because farm practices aren't that hard to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, they are doing that to expose something. Um, it says, why pass a law you know will not stand constitutional muster? Simpson said he doesn't think that innocent roadside photography would be prosecuted even if the bill is passed as introduced. Farmers are a common sense people, he said. A tourist who stops and takes a picture of cows. I would not imagine any farmer in the state of Florida that cares about that at all. But, yeah, you still don't pass a law that allows them to prosecute you for that. I mean, <laughs> so, but yeah, obviously... The, the real motivations for this law, that law are not uh, what is on the surface. Mm. So, you know, this kind of reminds me of um, there are certain laws that uh, have been passed either in small towns or like on larger levels, I guess, that target uh, big box stores like Walmart. Like they'll say, you know, a store cannot be built in this town that is over a certain amount of square feet or something like that. Yeah, it's and clearly it's, very it's targeted. clearly targeted at one one organization. And it's just. You know, regardless of how you feel about that particular organization, if they're passing law against McDonald's or Walmart, you may not agree with their business practices or like them or even shop there. But it's important to stand up against those things because, you know, like That's Pastor Martin Niemöller said. Such <laughs> a horrible abuse of it. I mean, yeah, I think this this the problem with that whole system is that it can be manipulated and used. And it does. You mean government. On, and, and so it does. Yes. Yeah, yeah the, absolutely. The, the fact that you can pass laws with That's a majority... Uh, and, and, you know, just, you know, majority vote of these people who are heavily swayed by all the lobbying and, and campaign contributions and so forth. It always serves really the powerful, whether it's large numbers band get band together against minorities or whether it's people with lots of money mm-hmm. that can, that can lobby for the right thing. And, and especially if a, a law can be, pa- a lot of laws get passed because really people don't even know about them until it's too late. You know, the legislators oh, yeah. are passing laws that. They pass are, them in the middle of the night or they do it in secret or, or they, they have don't stuff even read attached them. to a bill that's many, yeah. many, many pages long, hundreds mm-hmm. of pages long. And there's all kinds of stuff crammed in there. And the, on the very top is the thing that everyone's all supportive of. And they can cram all kinds of little yes. money wasting things in there. Yeah, this reminds so on and me so forth. Um, 
it's kind of off topic, but earlier this week I ran into a ridiculous regulation in a city, like a city ordinance. I was delivering to a grocery store, and they do not allow any of the trucks behind the building to deliver before 7 a.m. There's an actual cop car that sits back there <sighs> and will ticket you if you go behind the building. You can sit in front. You can idle in front. There are no the crimes going on in that town at 7 a.m.? Apparently not. Amherst, <laughs> Amherst Massachusetts. Wow. Uh, that's Exactly. It's when you see police doing stuff like that, you're like, <sighs> wow, really? There's not something better you could be doing with your time? Like if you go back at 6.59, you'll get a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, so we're coming up. We're going to talk about the government shutdown. And will it happen? It may not happen. After all, we all got excited, and we might get let down. So the number is 603 435 1105. This is Free Talk Live. You can call in at 603-435-1105. This is your host, Dale. And Stephanie. Andrew has out. stepped up. <laughs> I want to encourage our listeners to go to promote.freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want other people to get the message of liberty, there's lots of ways you can find out how you can help at promote.freetalklive.com. Lots of really easy ways uh, that you can help out. So we were just, we were just when, we, when we left last, we were talking about the government shutdown. There's, there's this talk, you know, they're about to run out of money. They haven't come to a budget Mm-hmm. Consensus, I guess. And now I don't really pay attention to the news. So where is this on the this U.S. Is, level? Yes, it's federal government. Oh, so, it'll so never happen. Ben, but I <laughs> there was talk like it sounded I hope like it does. They were saying there was going to be, uh, you know, a, there there was going to be a shutdown because they were not going to come to an agreement. They were yeah. go, they weren't going to sign a temporary measure. A lot of times, what they do is they they come up with some kind of temporary measure that just just to keep government from shutting down. Mm-hmm. And what that would mean, I guess, is. There'd be like government holidays. There'd be people that would yeah. that would not get paid, but they would get like people would start, seriously not stop getting a paycheck, but they would. Yeah. But it would like it would they'd get like IOUs mm-hmm. and get paid later or something once they did figure stuff out. So. Yeah. So really, it would have essentially no effect. But they use this all the time to like threaten people and say, <laughs> "Oh, if we don't get our money, then look we're how gonna- unreasonable these Republican <laughs> majority people are and all stuff like that. They are unreasonable, but so is." So is the majority. All of them are, not just the. So anyway, John Boner is that his name? Boner? Am I saying that right, Ian? Am I saying that right? Okay. Well, I'm gonna say it. Boner. I, I think it's. I love it. I've heard it said Bonner. Bonner. Boner. I'm gonna say but Boner. I like Boner. Yeah. No on shutdown. Yes on entitlement reform. Says ABC's Jonathan Carl reports that in a speech to the National Association of Religious Broadcasters Sunday night in Nashville, Speaker of the House John Boner will address the moral responsibility to cut spending. Reduce the deficit, avoid a government shutdown, and also address spending on entitlements such as Social Security and Medicare. Wow, these people are talking about moral morals. <laughs> the moral. <laughs> I mean, what about the morality of confiscating money from everyone under yeah. threat of violence? It's it's not consistent. They can't make it consistent. Well, it's obviously, just, they're just which, using the word moral to make it seem like, you know. Yeah, just tossing it around. And I mean, come yeah. on. We're talking about. The deficit, and, and, and I just explained this today on the, on the other show that I was on. I am on Prometheus Unchained every Sunday from noon to two. Awesome which is, show. You can find out about it. Flamingfreedom.com. I Get my little plug time. in. Um, and while we're on it, Stephanie does uh, yes, I have my own pork show. therapy, mm-hmm. which is porktherapy.com. Yeah, it's P-O-R-C therapy.com. It's a uh, podcast about relationships from a liberty-oriented perspective. And we're on the Liberty Radio Network, of course, with Prometheus and all yep. the other great content. Liberty Radio Network, we're all there. So, 
earlier today I was talking about this, that the deficit is, uh, most people know this, but I'm just going to say it for, you know, if anyone isn't quite following this, the deficit is how much short we are of meeting of, of income versus spending. You mean the government, right? Yeah, I shouldn't say we. Yeah, it is not we. I am not we. I have a they personal surplus in my own uh, Thank finances. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. Yes, I am not in debt myself. Yeah. The government is her- horribly, horribly in debt uh, by the, to the tune of trillions of dollars. And each year they're getting more in debt by the deficit amount. Now, the deficit amount, not, not to mention the interest on the debt. Mm-hmm. So I think the interest on the debt is what our income, income taxes are paying. They're not actually paying for yes. services. They're paying for the interest on the debt. Yes. Um, and at this point, it's so out of control that there's like there's no actual physical way that they could ever pay it off. Because right. the I think interest just keeps running away. We are, it's, it literally, it's a time bomb. It's just, yeah. the only question is when is it going to explode? Yeah, they're when gonna is it going to go insolvent at or some it, point. Or when is it just going to become completely meaningless and we, and we stop, you know, money, when is money going to become completely meaningless and we just have to go like, just, <laughs> just it's just disregarded as a concept and it's just all violence based. Well, it's you when You have other- to go do your job or... We shoot you, and your job is to go and it's raise chickens, funny. or I don't know. Well, it's, it's when when other countries stop lo- loaning the federal government money is when they're going to be really in trouble. Because now right. I think China did. It's getting. I don't, thrown I don't really keep up with this news too much. The, the, but I, the money is right now. The, the dollar is the standard is a standard mm-hmm. um, currency for trans for transactions all over the world, and it's losing that status. And that's going away. And uh, it's it, when it starts, it'll start happening, and it'll escalate very quickly. So, it, but what happened is this deficit that was a few billion dollars or a few hundred billion dollars a year. That's how much more in debt we were becoming every year because we were short of spending or short of income versus spending. And I'm saying we again, sorry, the U.S. government, mm. uh, which I do not approve of, yeah. <laughs> is, <laughs> which I am, not, I try very hard not to be a part of, um, is, is doing this. And they just quadrupled the deficit recently. Ugh. Quadrupled. Quadrupled. It, it not gets the to debt. be such a big number that not it, the it's debt. incomprehensible. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard to wrap your head around. <laughs> it's, that, it's up to like 1.2 trillion every year. That's how much more in debt we get. And when these people are talking about cutting spending, they don't understand that the, the situation is so desperate that the government needs that the, it's, it's going to have to be painful and it's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. And when you hear the kind of cuts that they're talking about, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's not it's like not possible. Like you said, Stephanie, we can't get ahead of it. we could raise taxes to yeah. insane levels. We could cut spending until people until government employees are out and pools of blood well, in the, the street. Well, the reason is that because the saddest part about that <laughs> is that the vast majority of that money is financing war. That's uh, the worst yeah. part. The defense budget is the majority of the federal government's spending and they will and never have, cut we that have a because there's a Republican majority the in the, in the house the right now that's talking how important it is to cut spending, but they're not going to cut the one thing that would do it, which is right. getting all of our bases overseas back and, and stopping and, uh, killing people stop really killing that's people. what it's all about. It's it's you know? so sad. It's just so yeah. disgusting. So yeah. I just read an article that uh, the army gave a one billion dollar contract to Oshkosh for new military vehicles. For Oshkosh, <laughs> like the yeah. the kids' clothing. No, like company? the military. That's what I thought vehicle of. Vehicle manufacturer. Oh, okay. Well, uh, okay, yeah. That's what I was thinking of the. Oh. the sp- I was waiting for you to say uniform, kids' uniforms or something. Yeah, like the Hitler Youth. Um, 
coming The up. speech comes just two days after House Republicans have proposed a new spending bill that appeared more likely than the previous bill to garner support from Democrats in the Senate and avoid a government shutdown. The government is set to shut down at the end of Friday, March 4th, if lawmakers cannot agree on a way to extend federal funding before then. The Speaker's press office has released excerpts of the speech Boner will deliver tonight. There are two notable things here. One, Boner promises the Republican budget for 2012 will specifically deal with entitlement reform, something the Republican leadership so far has avoided. And two, unlike former House Speaker Newt Gingrich, who is now saying the 1995-96 shutdown was a good thing, Boner insists he wants to avoid one. This is very simple. Americans, this is a quote. This is very simple. Americans want the government to stay open and they want to, it to spend less money. Really? I don't uh, want it to stay don't open. Don't speak for me. Yeah. yeah, I was looking forward to the shutdown. I got all excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I knew it wasn't a big deal as they as much as they try to make it out to be. It just sounds great, you know. Like, oh, government shutdown. Just let us have anarchy for a moment, even if it's just a little <laughs> fantasy anarchy, you know. Uh, so, uh yeah, so I said the A word. I'm sorry. Uh, the speaker's no, press no, office. Don't apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> the speaker's press office has released excerpts. The speech Boner will deliver tonight. Uh, there are two notable. Oh, I already said that. I'm so sorry. This is. You just want to keep saying Boner. <laughs> I like yeah. saying Boner. You're right. Uh, his entitlement reform promise. That's comes, his name. <laughs> comes Blame with, his parents. <laughs> <laughs> comes with a a, a At whack. At least his name isn't like Richard. You know that would be. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, you know, there was a Richard Hand uh, in, his, in his middle initial in, in Atlanta. Oh. He was a police commissioner or something. It was and a his high middle up initial in the, was N? Yes. Oh, wow. And they didn't call him Richard. <laughs> they called him Dick. Uh. They always, they love to plaster his name across the television whenever it was on the news. Yeah. With the middle initial. And they called him Dick. <laughs> So I knew a Dick uh, Burns like B Y R. Teacher Harry Crack. <laughs> oh dear! Wow. All right, so let's get on with this article. <laughs> this is, this is sounding too much like Prometheus Unchained right now. So yeah. uh, his entitlement reform <laughs> promise comes with a whack at the White House to not address entitlement programs, as is the case with the budget the president has put forward would be an economic and moral failure. There he goes using the moral word again when he has no business doing that. Boner says. By acting now, we can fulfill the mission of health and retirement security for all Americans without making changes for those in, near, in or near retirement. And we can keep the promises we have made to our children. Here are the rest of the excerpts on the following, the will of the people. So we'll talk about that in a moment. We've got a call. Caller, this is Free Talk Live. You're on the air. I'm so sorry for calling in again. His name is John Boehner. Boehner. I like Boner. <laughs> Boner. All right, we'll forgive you for calling in again to correct me. Yeah. Uh, you're only supposed to call once a night, just so people know. I know. Um, all right. Jump Boehner. I, I might still thank say Boner. We appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Yeah, who here dislikes Boner? Dislikes it? Well, you probably would be the only one. Wow. Yeah, I, I, not, not that he said, I, do, I, would, I do recall hearing it, Boehner, now that I now that he mentions that. But uh, uh, I like Boner better. It, it, it totally looks like Boner. <laughs> How is that pronounced Boehner? I, I don't know. Yeah, Someone I know. said that he changed it. <laughs> it's fa- he's a foreigner. Uh-huh. He's one of foreigners. What's he doing over here anyway in our government? Okay, so we've got second hour coming up. Uh, you can call in at 603-435. Feel free to correct my pronunciation of, of important officials' names. This is Free Talk Live. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the third hour of Free Talk Live. This is your host, Dale. And Andrew. And Stephanie. 
This is the show that you can control by calling in at 603-435-1105. I am... Uh, I've actually discussed this. We mentioned it at the beginning of the show, and I don't know if I ever explained it very well, that there's been a discussion about how the uh, Free State Project decides to handle bigotry. Mm-hmm. And... I'm I, like I. It's just a question I decided that I brought up. It sort of became relevant in 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 my in my life for a little while, and I and I brought it up, and I just thought it was an interesting thought experiment to discuss. Like how do how, what is a good way to deal with someone comes in and they start spouting bigoted stuff, and the whole the whole point is um, that the FSP is trying to be a big tent and and sort of be welcoming to a lot of people, and intolerance isn't very welcoming, obviously, mm-hmm. and 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 so. There's things like the Free State Project uh, forum where there are a lot of where you can leave messages and read messages of other people, find out about the FSP, ask people questions about New Hampshire, and so on. And if someone comes over there and starts spouting off stuff that seems bigoted, then how do you deal with it? Do you talk to them? Do you have a conversation with them? Do you kick them off? Do you, you know, I don't know. And I'm not a, a representative of the Free State Project exactly. I'm just a participant. Um, there's thousands of participants. And uh, they do have a policy that says that they do not that that's unwelcome in the FSP. That racism and bigotry are both specifically mentioned. Uh, they don't specifically say something like homophobia. It's mm-hmm. not specifically outlined in there, um, but it's, so it seems sort of implied. I, I think, but but then that's the question: is does what is what is bigotry? And we got into the debate of what is bigotry, and there's a there's a long thread on the on the forum about that. And Friday night on FTL. We went into overtime for an hour and a half, talked about it, and that was an interesting and, and heated discussion. So if you look at the, mm-hmm. the, if you download the Friday night podcast, which is free, go to freetalklive.com, you'll notice it's quite a bit longer than normal, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why. And then I talked about it a little bit more today on my show, Prometheus Unchained, which deals with LGBT issues from a liberty perspective. We talked about it a little bit more today, and here we are, we're going to talk about it again. <laughs> it's fine, though. I think it's fine, because... Uh, um, it, it really hasn't been talked on the air that much. I, like I said, that was an overtime mm-hmm. thing that you're only going to get if you listen to the archive. At the end of the archive is another hour and a half about that. And it's Stephanie, worth it. It's, it's great radio. Like I really enjoyed listening to that. And I, <laughs> I think so. It was really lively. Yeah. Uh, a really lively debate. So. Well, before you get too far in, just to kind of defend the liberty lovers up here, and this is also for any potential movers, I have never seen a large group of people that are so accepting Overall, I agree. In my I, entire yeah. life. I can back you up on that. I mean, I mean I, as I a gay man, here, I can mm-hmm. back you up on that, that I feel more welcome here than, than just about anywhere I've ever been, uh, ever lived. Yeah. Right. I, I know more gay people now since I've moved here than I ever have in my entire life combined. I mean, yeah. when I was visiting, I ended up spending the night at somebody's house the last night I was here, and I think I shared the place with like three gay guys that were looking at moving here. Two or three. That's great. And, cool. I mean, you know, now they're good friends of mine. And, that's excellent you know, well and this is mark's point here. yeah this is kind of mark's point and i understand it he's like dale why why are you bringing this up even when you're winning clearly like you you know the legislature the new hampshire state legislature is the only one that actually passed a gay marriage bill everything else it's, it's been happening by courts and things like that in the other states new hampshire is the only one that has that gay marriage happened through the legislature which is interesting i, I actually didn't they were the first state to do the civil union too yeah, I think they did civil unions, and then that became marriage uh, not not terribly long ago. But while I've been living here, they, the marriage passed through. Um, and I don't get involved in politics, so I didn't get involved in that either, only sure. because I don't get involved in any politics. I did approve Yeah, and of by it. the way, Mark was you know. kind of, you know, needling you for that. I You absolutely shouldn't be uh, put down for not getting involved with that, that political thing. You know, that's not, that's not a strike against you. Oh, I don't re- 
People should do the activism that they like. Yeah, well, he he knows I don't do politics. Yeah, but but. he said, oh, you didn't get, well, oh, but you shouldn't be complaining because the New Hampshire legislature passed this. And by the way, you were not involved in that. You know, he was kind (laughs) of shaming you a little bit. And I don't agree with that. So yeah, yeah, I've heard you guys have that debate in the past plenty of times. He he can get away with a lot because Mark and I are we're good friends, and he can you know he kind of knows mm-hmm. we know he knows where I stand there. He can kind of say that and know that it's not gonna it's yeah. not gonna go anywhere because I don't do politics. But um, but I do I will express my opinion on politics. This is something I've a, something a sort of a point of view I've changed recently is that I don't have a problem influencing it from the outside where I don't have to compromise my principles and things to do that. Um. And I certainly do believe that uh, a law that doesn't discriminate is better than one that does, mm-hmm. you know, on the basis of gender. So I've, I've talked about all that. But but the point is uh, that the point that I brought up and, and Stephanie, I was curious what you had, what you thought about this is, you know, I made the comparison to a Stormfront person. Yeah. Storm or is it Stormfront? Uh, right? The racist. Yeah. It's white a, supremacist kind of group. Yeah. It's like a uh, there's a website that has a forum that talks about all kinds of reasons why you should be racist and how you should be racist and against which races are the, you know, which races are the worst and which ones are the best. Oh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's uh, ridiculous. Now, if one of them came over to the FSP forum, the impression I have is that they would be kicked out. They wouldn't be allowed to have a discussion about this as if it's a calm, rational discussion. Uh, your opinions about why, how, how people should segregate and so on and so forth. And uh, that kind of conversation would be very, uh, it would paint the FSP in a way they, you know, people seeing that they wouldn't want them to see. So why would they necessarily want to see... Um, same thing, the same sort of discussion happening on the FSP, FSP forums where someone's but FSP replace the word forum. replace the word non-white whatever yeah. with uh, homosexual yeah sodomite words like sodomite <laughs> oh God, or yeah. comparing gay people to child molesters um, and he called you a sick pervert right st- that was he didn't was actually like, call me a sick oh, pervert that, that was just the implication sick- that if you were gay you you were probably a sick pervert so mm-hmm. let's we got a caller let's hear what the caller uh, might have. Oh, we lost the caller all right caller. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're still listening, please call Dale's back. Finger I, was uh, hovering above the button. Yeah, I was just about to put you on the air, so try again. I think they did try again. So you are on the air with Free Talk Live. Hello. Yes. Hi. You're on Free Talk Live. Oh, hey, it's uh, Dave for the report. Am I already on the air? You are on the air, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. Oh, that's nice. It's good. I was going to get him uh, halfway ready to talk. <laughs> but I just wanted to ask you guys if maybe you'd heard about uh, Barack Obama's statements about FreeKeen.com lately. Barack what? Obama's <laughs> statements on free King? Didn't know about that. I did not hear about that, no. My tongue is kind of up in my cheek, but I just okay. uploaded a video where I made it look like he was talking about freeking.com. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Wow. So basically, I took his, uh, his statement on Libya and all the, yeah, all the stuff, all the violence and the oppression he was condemning in Libya, and I just showed all the violence and oppression that you guys have had to suffer instead. <laughs> wow. I like nice. it. Very nice. Nice piece, it sounds like. <laughs> I'll have to check that out soon as, uh, so as soon as I, I can. I felt like it had enough potential to go viral that I probably ought to mention it to you guys, too. Okay. Sweet. Well, cool. So that's RidleyReport.com? Yeah, as usual. It's possible okay. that it might only be appearing on the YouTube channel at this point. Sometimes it okay. doesn't get to the main website immediately. And that's, the, that's also the name of the YouTube the- channel is Ridley Report, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And just so people are 100% clear on this, Dave, can you sing your website for us? <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, RidleyReport.com. There you go. Now it'll stick in their heads. Yep. That's how I remembered it before I moved. <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts tonight, Dave? I, I, was, I, you know, I was just listening to this speech. You know, I think I saw it on CNN or something like that, and I was watching. I was like, oh, my God. He, look, look at the hypocrisy. It's just the guy's nose is coming through my screen. 
Wow. Yeah. And because uh, he was talking about, you know, we support free speech and we're against violence. We shouldn't hurt, use violence against the people. And so, what does that guy do every second of every day? Yeah, put that next to the clip of him saying government isn't a monopoly on violence or force, whatever he said. <laughs> he actually did say that, and it's on video, so you could juxtapose yeah. those two he things. Said, it, it we is. oppose violence. Government is a monopoly on violence. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, at least he was honest in that part. I mean, uh, you know, that's, that's really just a paraphrase of what Washington said, and he was right. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, if he yeah. knew that and, and was saying, you know, we have government's a monopoly on violence, so we'd be, we better be very restrained in our use of it. That would be one thing. But, of course, what he's doing is not restrained i can imagine why they would be restrained in the use of it it doesn't it doesn't seem it seems like when you have an organization which is largely i know they sort of tried to build in accountability like it's totally internal (laughs) you know it's it's organizations that are sort of supposed to keep each other accountable but meanwhile it it serves all of their best interest to not do that so uh i don't really i don't know why i would expect them to not to keep their violence in check it's it's largely unaccountable for that violence so well, I just have this sense, this fear that history will pass us by, you know, as all these different countries are rising up now, and it may be that this is the moment, I don't know, or that it's coming up soon for for, for Americans. Yeah. But, if I we, mean, Croatia went into rebellion, I think, this week, uh, I mean, of all places. That's not connected to the Middle East very closely, and neither is uh, yeah. Vietnam, which well, started to go into rebellion. I hear, and if we have time, we're, if we have time, we'll, we've got an article coming up. We're going to talk some more about that. Well, thank you for the call, Dave. I hope people check out your video. The number for you to call is 603-435-1105. We'll be right back. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. This is uh, in our third hour. You can call in at 603-435-1105. Still plenty of time. This is your host, Dale. And Andrew. And Stephanie. And uh, I just want to wrap up this because I think I've talked about it now uh, a couple different times. I want to give okay. Stephanie a chance to chime in. Um, so, But if you really want to hear more about this conversation, like, like I said, the overtime Friday night on Free Talk Live or on today's Prometheus Unchained, which you can download at flamingfreedom.com. We talked some more about it. And uh, now I just have to get my bearings about what we're going to talk about next. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh yeah, so we'll get a um, call with someone who wants to sing before we uh, <laughs> before we have to bring up the next subject. Well, well, I I did finally find it what I was looking for. Um, coming up, we're going to talk about China protests and how it was uh, met with uh, a police state response, uh, smothered, uh, nipped in the bud before it could become something like Egypt. And that uh, and the reason mm-hmm. I brought that up is because Dave brought it up that there's things happening all over the world now and, and it. Off, it certainly looks like a kind of awakening, mm-hmm. a sort of people awakening to their rights and the how abusive and intrusive governments have become. Mm-hmm. And I hope it keeps going because, um, you know, they're not going to be kept in check unless people stand up for themselves and, and their rights. Yeah, so, but I certainly hope the violence stays to a minimum. Yeah, I think it's, I keep saying yeah. that's the challenge for us as activists, as liberty activists. Is uh, The challenge for us is there's a powder keg of anger brewing. And I think... What we can do, especially in the media, you know, we all have media roles, and I think uh, a big challenge for us is to keep it peaceful and to teach people outlets for their anger other than violence Yeah, that th- can help them achieve their goals. I think what makes a huge difference, I've read some articles lately about you know military members, like fighter pilots refusing to bomb. 
That's excellent. You know, yeah, I, I mean, heard about that. And they were jumping Libya, out of their planes yeah, they, and, yeah. and activating their parachutes. Let the planes mm-hmm. crash. I mean, yeah. just a few multi-million of those will dollar. bankrupt, you know, <laughs> yes. will totally bankrupt the military. Yeah, the, these are these are multi-million dollar jets. And, you know, th- those soldiers or whomever in government being choosing not to use violence in those cases makes a huge difference. I mean... And I feel like those guys are examples. Those guys are heroes. I mean, you know, it's so hard for me to call a military person a hero. But when your government gave you orders that were clearly outside the realm of what you're what you're supposed to do as a servant of your people, uh, when they did that and you jumped out of your plane, yeah, you hit the ejector seat and you let your plane crash, your multi-million dollar, you know, whatever plane you had. Now you deserve the title of hero. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. that's a military person that finally deserves the title of hero. And it won't Uh, take many of those. Those guys doing that compared to number of activists on the ground to kind right. of, and they know, inspire well, it's, other it, people it all, too. Yeah, it's inspirational. It's a uh, it's a it's a it's a sign. It's someone who doesn't mm-hmm. toss around the word morality flippantly uh, <laughs> yeah. to get votes. And who actually knows what it means? Like I, I actually right. heard a quote from someone saying one of the fighter pilots uh, saying, "I can't use these weapons on my children or something like that or on our yeah. our children." And yeah, that's absolutely that's what true. It, that's what it came down to. Is he he wasn't you know. The military acting within the borders of their own country is uh, not well, you know, when when presumably their 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 role is to protect their people from outside threats. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get the me police wrong, are plenty, supposed to be plenty of military personnel who are still going to act on the citizens of that country. But, yeah, you know, I mean, hopefully this idea of not firing on your own citizens will spread. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. So we're going to we're going to talk about China coming up and I found I found this article that uh we discovered earlier today. I just found out about this where a driver plowed through about 20 bicyclists or cyclists, I guess. Um oh, in a critical a mass event. Yeah, I saw it. I was just in, I was trying to get that out. Caller, you're on the air. This is Free Talk Live. Um hi. Were you all talking about um racism and stuff? Yes. Um, we were. And and how the FSP um, deals with it? Mm-hmm. No, I was just gonna say people who are like racist and stuff, like uh, who hate gay people and stuff like that, like uh, say Reverend Phelps and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But they're what they're really doing is they're saying they 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 don't like God. They hate God. Because how can you care about God and hate a creation that God made? Well, and, I, and, and, that's a good point. And be so arrogant. You know, be yeah. so arrogant. It's just arrogant. Yeah, I think that there, I, I do feel that it, it certainly seems very ungodly to me. But you know, that's a personal opinion. Everyone has different religious beliefs and such. But uh, you know, and what I do find is it, it feels like it's a very human thing. It's a very it's 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 showing the shortcomings of of humans. The that to. In that they have this hate in themselves, they have something. There's some taboo that they're uncomfortable with uh, for some reason. Mm-hmm. It could be interracial marriage, it could be same-sex marriage, it could just be uh, you know certain people that are different from them in whatever way, and they feel very uncomfortable about it, and they resort to their religion to justify it. And this happens time and time again. It happened for slavery. It happened for civil rights. Uh, for for black people in this country, it's happening with gay people now. Mm-hmm. It's just that religion just becomes the convenient excuse to make it moral all of a sudden, or make it to, to justify yes. what is really just a personal taboo that they can't deal with. Yeah, and just to jump in here, I I don't find the religious arguments persuasive 
at all because literally they can find any justification for any anything they want. I liked what you said, Dale, about humanity. I mean, at the end of the day, we are all human beings and human beings have something called empathy, which other creatures don't have, you know, and, and this is, uh, this is something special about us. This is sets us apart from animals mm-hmm. and, uh, to hate someone for something that they have no responsibility for. They, they had cannot control like their gender, well, skin color, well, sexual orientation. People would argue about sexual orientation, about whether it can be controlled and stuff. And they'll say things like, well, behavior versus inclination. Ask them and if they can control, they, can they could choose that. to be straight. It's, <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's ridiculous, you know, but, but, uh, and, but, but even without going into that debate about whether it is controllable or not, cause I don't think it is I, generally, you know, it unless is. you're bisexual, it I guess. Isn't. So well, uh, I, and I, I am bisexual and I could choose to be with a man or a woman and who cares? Why? Right. What, what well, does that's that matter? The point. the point is that you're not <laughs> harming anyone. Yeah, exactly. And that is where it gets ridiculous. Yeah. So you're not infringing on anyone else's rights and you're certainly not, you know, you're not harming anyone. It's, it's, it's very just, it's very busy body to be, uh, concerned, about, concerned about what, whatever, whatever other people are doing, you know, whether they're yes. acting on inclinations or making choices or whatever. And and that's why I agree with you, Dale, when you say uh, something about having trouble relating to these social conservative authoritarian people, because fundamentally what they're about is controlling other people's behavior. Mm-hmm. And if someone has toss the word liberty around very liberally, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, the folks who brought but, me to the ideas of liberty back yeah. in my you know younger years. Uh, people, what, what the right, the right, used yeah, to the, the, yeah, the social conservatives basically. Attacking me, they were like my government where I live because there were there were churches everywhere. Oh, I see. And all the oh, land was church land. Sorry to hear okay. that. Okay, <laughs> and so that's what drove you to liberty was yes. trying to get out from under the yeah, thumb. Yeah, trying of to get them. away from them. I see. Mm. Well, yeah, people people come to the liberty perspective from the left and the right. There's so much overlap. Uh, you know, the right and the left on different areas. You know, will understand it or, or but see, I I feel, it seems more. It seems more transparent to me on the right because, again, they use such authoritarian language all the time. And yep. they'll say stuff like liberty when they're talking about economics. But that's – they never – even, you know, this this the Boehner, yeah. you know, his, his, talking about cutting boner. the budget and all that. He, no. He's, yeah, Boehner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just rhetoric. He's not, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. He's not going to cut the budget where it needs to be, which is military. Thank you, David, for your call. Um, we'll be back shortly. The number is 603-435-1105. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. Still plenty of time for your calls at four, uh, excuse me, at 603-435-1105. This is your host, Dale. And Andrew. And Stephanie. And we are getting a lot of calls tonight, which is wonderful, and we welcome your calls as well. So, uh, you know, we've got plenty of, of stuff to talk about, and I'm having trouble getting to it because we get so many calls. So, <laughs> it's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have. It's an excellent problem to have. So, um, but, I've, but I really want to talk about this. I found out about this today. If you've heard of a group called Critical Mass, um, the first time I encountered Critical Mass, they scared the crap out of me. I was just a pedestrian at the time, so I wasn't like out in the road, but they... Like, I think it had to have been hundreds. It seemed like hundreds of cyclists, uh, bicycles, with signs carried between bikes and things. And they entered a busy intersection and started circling inside the intersection ah. and blocked all the traffic in four directions. Uh, it might have been even more than directions than that. It was a really big intersection. Uh, just as I was exiting, like, the subway or something in, in, in San Francisco. I was visiting a friend there. Mm-hmm. Uh 
And I didn't know what was going on. I'd never heard of them. My friend told me about it later, and I was actually almost having a panic attack. I was like, is this some kind of, um, you know, is this some kind of huge the protest? Department of Homeland Security I, I, doing I, a terrorism drill. It, they weren't being violent. <laughs> I want to be clear. They weren't being violent or anything like that. But I just thought they might be because they just seemed very aggressive and loud wow. and angry. And I was like, are they about to start smashing windows or what? I didn't know what. And then they weren't. They weren't violent. And they aren't violent. To, you should be to glad you weren't in the car then. Um, and I, so I just want to clarify they are not. It was just an impression I had because I'd never seen them before. And well, that's very interesting. We can talk about it later. Though. Yeah, but they yeah. block a lot of traffic. Uh, it's like I think it's a monthly event. It might be a weekly event. I'm not sure. And it probably depends on which location. They're in a lot of different locations all over the world. I thought it was just America, but I'm wrong because this happened in Brazil. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they're a group of cyclists that goes around and purposely blocks traffic yes. because they want to encourage people to not use cars. They're trying to discourage car the car use because of uh, environmental reasons and things like that and I encourage, see. and I guess maybe for health. I don't know what all the reasons for because I'm sure there's, there's health reasons for riding bikes mm-hmm. as opposed to riding in your car all the time and... And you but know, just they the want, traffic, like, the do they air want the quality. Roads to like include I don't bike lanes. No, I want to. Go, I don't want to go that far. Mm-hmm. I just know they're really they're promoting. Um, they're they're promoting alternatives to cars. You know, for air okay. quality, for carbon footprint, for oil. You know, peak oil. I'm sure there's there's a lot of political reasons mm-hmm. for it. And this is sort of a, an event. that's like a big protest. Uh, it's a protest rally kind of thing slash rally, and it happens all over the country. And a lot of motorists get really annoyed with them. So they would kill me if they found me. They they, they might. I don't know. Andrew loves cars, for anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> and what finally, it looks like someone bus. finally snapped, and it's horrible. This What a horrible way to deal to do this, to yes. express your anger toward the critical mass people. Um, but someone finally snapped. It sounds like there was a road rage incident in Brazil where a driver purposefully, by all appearances, absolutely purposely rode through like 20 cyclists wait is there a video of it yes oh there's video online let me see if i can help you find this if you go to if you do critical mass uh the video should show up uh on the first page of your search so if you search for critical mass online i think you'll find it uh and it's in brazil you might want to put in brazil as well and that should help it come up and you'll be able to find this page it says road.cc there's a road.cc is the site it's a fairly long url but Basically, it says, uh, incredibly, despite the shocking nature of the scenes captured in both films, local media reports say that all of the injured cyclists were discharged from hospital after treatment. That's very good news because I watched this and I thought, oh, my God, he was going at pretty high speed. He or she. Um, because the driver hasn't been caught yet. The, right? I, the, the last been... I heard, he had not been caught. I don't know if there's new uh, an update since then because I heard about this in, this afternoon and I haven't gotten any new news since then. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe a, if if a caller is familiar, maybe a caller could let us know at 603-435-1105 if there's any new news. But I'm just so glad no one was killed. Yeah. And apparently everyone's been released from the hospital, so they were probably not seriously hurt. I watched it, and I watched cyclists bouncing off the windshield and hanging on the hood of the car. Oh um, one guy, like, leaping out of the way just in time. And and uh, I see people helping some person lying on the ground, and it looks pretty bad. So road rage finally finally snapped after critical mass was <laughs> so um so th- this is an extreme example of road rage but uh, yeah, have yeah. have you all ever encountered any road rage I mean Andrew I know you drive for a living right have you ever had any road rage yourself yes, I've had plenty myself encountered it um and I've encountered it uh it's it never scares me um but honestly I'd rather deal with an aggressive driver than one that's not confident in their ability of driving 
Uh, do you do you ever wonder like do you have there's drivers that maybe just they their way of being safe is just to drive really slow and then maybe they're not paying attention as much because because right, I've heard not well, I've heard much, aggressive drivers say that they're in the, they want to get where they're going mm-hmm. but they're and and they might be going quickly fast or something but the, and to some extent they feel better because they they know they're paying a very close attention to what's going on around them at all times. And like if they're passing a car, for instance, they're like, I know where that car is. Right. When I'm driving, I know where every vehicle around me is and what they're doing. And driving is all based on expectations, what you expect traffic to do around you. And when you have people who are scared and are freaking out behind the wheel because somebody's passing them or there's a big truck next to them, they do things that are unexpected. Yeah. Okay. Or if they're traveling extremely slow for whatever reason and everyone else is going fast, they're freaking out, they're scared, and they're doing what's unexpected, which creates a dangerous situation. I and see. honestly, driving in a place like, you know, outside of New York City, like in Jersey, in the Jersey Turnpike, with a bunch of supposed crazy drivers where you know, everyone talks about how crazy they are and aggressive, I've driven tractor trailers down there, and I know what to expect from these drivers because they're driving aggressively just like I would, and... I know what to expect, and I feel completely safe. When I drive on I-91 in Vermont or Massachusetts up here, when it's not that crowded, I don't know what to expect from these nut jobs that think they can go 50 miles an hour on a 65. <laughs> like, it's insane. You I know? hear you. No, I, I think I see, I see what you mean. And, yeah. uh, but by the way, I just found a video from one of these critical mass protests in San Francisco where some crazy mom goes nuts and plows over a bunch of people. So it's happened nice. before. Yeah, how, I mean, do you, it can you tell like no how got really hurt or anything? Can you tell how recent it was? Two thousand seven. Yeah, um, that's horrible. I mean, I hate that people are reacting in this way. I mean, yeah. Um, Although Dale, you know, you were saying before that you were a pedestrian and you saw this uh, happening. The first so, time I ever saw it, I didn't know what it was. So, like, some people could say that the cars are, like, terrorizing critical mass, but then criti- critical mass is, like, terrorizing the pedestrians, too. So, it, it's like an extra layer. Well, of there, it, I don't want to use, I, I, it feels hyperbolic to call it terrorizing. Okay. But they, they, you know, it's like they, they seemed, like I said, I was afraid they were going to do something. Like, I thought it was an angry mob. <laughs> yeah. They, they seemed very angry. Um, well, the point is to get your attention because they want to is. get their political message out. You know, it's funny, we were talking earlier about, when someone's engaged in an interaction with police or bureaucrats mm-hmm. and they needle them, you know, they're angry, at yes. their, they're angry, they're already angry at them before they've even done anything and they're trying to get a reaction out of them. It almost felt like that, like they're trying to get a reaction. They wanted to anger the drivers. Mm. You know, they're mad. At, I think they, they seem angry at the drivers because they're, you know, yeah, polluting the air and burning oil and a lot of things, which, you know, maybe it's justified to be angry. But uh, they're in cars and uh, don't. And there's things like road rage. Don't get them too angry. <laughs> well, I don't know. As a person who had never <laughs> been this group before, but I also don't want to sound like I'm blaming critical mass because this guy plowed through them. I'm not. That's ridiculous. Oh no, that was yeah. his. He's yeah. responsible for his Absolutely. actions, of Absolutely, course. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just have to say, like, as a person who had never heard of this group, wasn't aware of what they were doing. Um, it it does seem a little bit. I I don't like their tactic. I don't like their yeah. tactic of purposely blocking traffic. And inconveniencing some, you're going to tell me that someone who commutes for a living or or maybe drives does deliveries yeah. for a living, you're going to block it's, it's, them it's, it's because so you want them to. It's so incredibly judgmental. I yeah. think I don't know, but yeah, it's it, like there's. I mean, even though I live in a a let's say a liberal college town, <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and there are like these cars that drive around town that say like they're you know Priuses and hybrids that say 60 mpg and like they have these snarky slogans on their. Uh, state license plate that say stuff like 
uh, you know, I get good mileage, you know, all this, all this stuff. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's a little obnoxious. I see that and I'm like, kind of well, is it, is it really like, cause I'm, I've heard some things that are skeptical of whether hybrids are actually better for the environment in the long run. Yeah. And so oh forth. yeah. There's some very good skepticism. Well, I think on, on that note, yeah. batteries are being recycled now and they really are. Oh, okay. Oh, they are recycling batteries. Gotcha. That's yeah, good. Okay. So that, that was a big one was the batteries. <laughs> um, yes. They make the cars heavier and stuff like that too. Um, okay. So, I, I was going to say something else, but we'll be back shortly. This is Free Talk Live, the number six zero three four three five eleven zero five. Welcome back to the final segment of Free Talk Live. Uh, the number six zero three four three five eleven zero five. If you hurry, you can get your call in before the show is over. This is your host, Dale. And Andrew. And Stephanie. Just, a, uh, just the final moments of Free Talk Live. Um, we actually have a caller. Michael from New Hampshire. You are on the air. Oh, hi, guys. Thank you, Michael. Hi. I have a quick story about road rage. Okay. Mm. So there was a time I was, had a, a two-door coupe. And I was driving to work in the morning. And it's a three-lane highway. And for some reason, there's an angry guy behind me flashing his lights and riding my ass, and he put me alone, and I was 19, so I figured, okay, you want to be a jerk? I'm going to brake check you, and for anyone that doesn't know what brake checking is, <laughs> is you slam on your brakes as hard as you can, with the goal being that the car behind you will smash into you. Well, the goal isn't <laughs> they smash into you, the goal is to scare them, right? Uh, the, my goal was for him to smash into me. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> But that's me being irresponsible. Wow. So, <laughs> well, and then I learned my lesson a little bit after that, because what happened was he got very angry, because he really did almost hit me. Okay. So I'm pulling off on the service road to head to the mall, where me and uh, Kayla, my wife now, we're going to work. And he pulls up and takes a right where the light is and cuts me off, and I can't move. He gets out of his car and starts screaming at me, Oh, no. And I'm kind of getting nervous there a little bit. Uh, and then he takes a table saw out of the back of his truck and flings oh. it at my car. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Good grief. A table saw? Yeah. That's yeah, heavy yeah, and dangerous. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so, so. <laughs> go ahead, Dale. Heavy and sharp. Sorry. Heavy and sharp, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. I cannot believe <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. One of my uh. favorite moves is if somebody does something to me and almost causes an accident. I will usually try and pass that person, and then they get mad because I passed them, so they'll ride my ass. And what I'll do is I'll give them an opportunity. I'll let off the gas and slow down if they don't back off. Then I'll tap the brakes lightly. If they don't back off again, then I will surprise the crap out of them by not tapping the brakes but pulling the e-brake, creating a bunch of tire smoke, and making the rear end of the car kind of kick sideways. They think I'm losing control and think I'm going to crash. And it scares the crap out of them, but I don't slow down that much when I do it because it's just the e-brake, so it's just your rear tires. Okay. But it does get the point across, <laughs> and I've had a success rate of 100% of them backing off. Oh, very time. good. I, I don't know if I'm going to try that. I think my, my tactic is yeah, just going to be to pull I, I over and let it buy. That. Yeah. I just, just want to pull it. I don't want to have these battles with people. Me neither. Who knows I don't what's get going into on in their big, minds? You yeah. know, who has the biggest unit contest? <laughs> 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 oh, she said it, Andrew. Oh, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, I, I did learn my lesson. I, I didn't do that anymore, though, after I started carrying a firearm in the car. 
I realized that that would look make me look like I'm being aggressive, like I want to shoot somebody. So yeah. I stopped doing those things altogether ah, after okay. that point. Well, kudos for and that. Driving, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It's easy yeah. to get very angry and with bad drivers. I find, though, it's just one of these things you get better it's at. It's not easy for me. I don't get angry. Like, I, I, I hardly what? ever do anymore. Are you a superhero? <laughs> I no, hardly I just, ever do anymore. And I think it's just something over time. I, I don't like being angry is what I discovered. And I thought mm-hmm. I, I can feel it coming on. I realize, okay. What's it going to accomplish? You know, it's weird. Yeah. It's hard to be analytical about it. But when you realize that an emotion, uh, I don't want to sound like Spock or anything like that. I'm not, mm-hmm. not at all. But when you realize that an emotion is going to be completely useless, like it's actually going to be counterproductive, then at that point you go, okay, I'm, I'm behaving like an animal instead of like a human being by just mm. be having an emotional reaction to this. And that's when you go, okay, this, this emotion is not serving me well. Then there's mm-hmm. other times when the emotion will serve you very well, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I don't well, know. and, and it, it's because you're afraid, right? You're afraid for your safety or your car. Sure. Well, sure. On, a, on a side note, you have a four-wheel drive supposed safe Subaru, right? They're not especially safe, I've learned. One uh, time, uh, we were going to a movie in Hookset, and I was following you in my unsafe old sports <laughs> car. <laughs> I know what he's going And it was say. icy, and I'm in a rear-wheel drive sports car, supposedly terrible in the snow up in New Hampshire, and you're in your all-weather Subaru. Yeah. And I made it there unscathed. But you, I can't. Say I made it unsafe. I made it unscathed. Well, you, we peeled out and whipped up all the way across the road and spun and around the other rail, direction. And you, hit oh, a no. <laughs> and oh, I bumped. Damn. I bumped very lightly against the railing and didn't even damage my car. Okay, no, that's I was very lucky. lucky. I was lucky. I, I, I was. I, I, I really was. I hadn't driven in those conditions in quite a while, and I was trying to go uphill, and the car was just not wanting to go. It was just like no, no oomph whatsoever, and I was just revving it. Well, you and, had like uh, five people in the car with you. I too. had a lot of people in the car. It just wasn't it, my car was just not that powerful and was not going to go that fast up a hill mm-hmm. on slippery roads. That's and, when you uh, open the door and you push someone out. No, <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Tuck and roll. Um, <laughs> and that's what happened. And yes, I peeled out all the way across the road. It's funny too because one of my passengers said, "Oh, oh my God!" And he was freaking out. And I was, <laughs> I, I was like, "What's wrong? Is. Everything's fine. Everyone's fine. We didn't flip over. We just spun around to the other side of the road, you know." Mm-hmm. And I, I was just totally fine. Uh-huh. And uh, and he said, "Oh, you're gonna have nightmares. You don't know how this is. Gonna, you're gonna have nightmares for weeks now about this." I'm like, and "I didn't. I was fine." <laughs> so real quick, I have something to say as an aggressive driver to what I think are two slow drivers. In the yeah, room you with would me probably here. be right about I, that. I okay. did not go I, five I, I more than five side. over the speed limit. Right. If you guys want to go slow and look at the pretty leaves or, or whatever you're doing in there and not focusing on what you're doing as far as driving goes, that's fine. But if you're on a two-lane road and there's no passing Stay opportunity... Stay on the right. I'm always or, on the right. Well, there's no there's an opportunity for the guy behind you to pass you and he wants to go faster, obviously. Why not? You're obviously not in a hurry to get where you're going, apparently. Well, I, I would, but I don't so want to get pulled over. why not just pull over <laughs> yeah. and let the cars that are lined up behind you for miles pass you? I don't have cars lined up behind okay, me well, for miles. I, I do. I, I've already said if I have... if if You know, I try to give people an opportunity to pass yeah, me. Yeah, because obviously... If I know I'm going slower than them, I you're, do. You're in no hurry to get somewhere. So why not pull over, take it's, three seconds to let it's, people pass? It's, I, it, no, I've been... I get pulled over twice a year by cops in New Hampshire. When I was in L.A., I got pulled over once in eight years, and it was over really quick. Mm-hmm. Um the cop ratio. The th- the thing about living in a low population state is you have more cops per person. Well, except and you go in at, n- and at night. There's no traffic in New Hampshire at night, like right. ever anywhere. Like yeah. there's no traffic in New Hampshire at night, that which is, is great. Except the cops are bored. I've experienced this way too okay? much firsthand. Cops are bored. If you're driving at night in New Hampshire, stories. go five miles over the speed limit. I've been pulled over twice for going eleven over the speed limit. I didn't get a ticket. I really want to see you that Dale. I never see cops at one o'clock in the morning, and I've been. Uh, I get out in the morning. 
months and months. Drive through downtown. But that's why I drive slow, Andrew. It's not because I, I, I would much rather drive faster, but I just, I have gotten in the habit of driving like a granny because I am sick of being pulled over by cops. And I still, every now and then I slip up and go just like 10, 11 over the speed limit. And like 35, I'm going 46 or something, and I get pulled over. I find the best time to speed is during the worst conditions. When it comes when it goes to, when it comes as like to cops. Oh yeah, okay. The, the best time to speed and go as fast as you want is in the worst of conditions, because okay. one, the cops are all busy dealing with accidents from the slow drivers crashing their cars because they're too scared to drive, <laughs> and yeah. two, there's nobody on the road to slow yeah. you down. Yeah. Well, and that's the, that's what saved me that day. If had there Nobody been cars the coming the yeah. other way, there'd been a collision. Because you slid across mm-hmm. like four lanes of traffic. I, I slid across four lanes of traffic and was facing the other way on the other side and like bumped very lightly into the railing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, somehow I remained, remained calm through that whole thing. But yeah, if the slow driver would just pull over and get out of my way, I'll be past them in two seconds. They'll never see me again. Well, I won't be a problem for them. And the thing is, if I realize... going slow in front of me, I'm going to be on their ass, sure. annoying them. For the next however long, you know. Sure. And and like I said, whenever I'm in two lanes and, and I know, I, I tend to stay in the right lane unless I'm going to pass someone. Right. And I get over in the left lane it's and like I get back in the right lane rule. again right away. So, Michael, what do you think about that? Uh, I don't know. I don't like slow drivers either. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for the call. Bye. Thanks. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, have a good night. So, um, yeah, it seems like nobody likes slow drivers, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of stand up for them. <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a slow driver, but... I do probably have a bigger level of uh, concern for my safety than maybe some other people. Uh, well, no, I, I don't think that's fair to say. <laughs> I I, uh, I can drive a little bit paranoid. You know, like I, I usually drive uh, fairly slow, don't go too fast over the speed limit. And um, I do have like good snow tires. You know, I always make sure that, um, you know, I try to, I just don't get too close to other people on the road. And you know a lot of com- a lot of that comes from fear because I have been in accidents in the snow before and ah, stuff yeah. like that. Well, that that peeling out I did. I've driven much more carefully on the snow since then. You know, right. you have to have an experience like that every now and then to remind you. Oh yes, this yeah. is a dangerous driving condition. Drive a little differently yeah. than you normally do. And it's really inconvenient. I mean, if you like, I'm just always thinking of the fact that if I were to get into a collision and not have my car. For a while, well, that takes away my independence, yeah. and I don't want that. I want to be able to go where I need to go and get my stuff done, and not have the expense and the inconvenience. And you know how horrible would it be if someone got hurt too? That's the other thing. Sure, that's, that's bad. So it, those... for me, it's mostly the cops. <laughs> it's not wanting to get pulled over. <laughs> yeah, uh... because well, the thing is too is because I really have a thing about paying those tickets because they go yeah. to pay for violence. Well, that's an inconvenience too because then it's like mm-hmm. okay, well, I I can't in good conscience let this go, so I have to stand up to it and fight it. Yeah, and then it's like maybe I, jail time or I'll yeah. go every I'll get every single one in court. I'd be willing to go to jail, but the problem is they don't do that now. They just take your license. And no, if they no. take my license, it just jail. escalates for traffic. I I tried. I, did. I tried four days. Well, you, you, you the judge let you. He wouldn't let me. I tried. Uh, and so I, I was able to get community service, though. So that's what I ended up doing. I didn't have to pay it. All right. Thanks for joining us. This has been Free Talk Live.